0: Sacrificing, you know, surrounding yourself with the like minded Mm. people, people who are going to uplift you and support you, and people who are going to believe in you. Also, believing in yourself first and foremost, you know, because if you don't believe in yourself, then how are you going to make it out? You know, you got to have that strong belief within yourself and educate yourself and invest in yourself. As you guys heard, we've, you know, used up our last bit of everything money Money. sometimes, and, you know, we, we picked in. Choose like what we you know do we want to go out or do we want to sacrifice and work towards our dreams and it was always our dreams and now look where we're at now and everything is paying off and it may not pay off within the first month within the first year within the first two years but you have to like, believe that it
1: will eventually. Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. And today I have a great, special, loving, beautiful guest. And it's my beautiful girlfriend for the last six years, Haskiri Velazquez. In today's podcast, we're going to go over how Haskiri has accomplished her biggest goal, which is becoming a big time actress. All right. If you haven't seen Saved by the Bell, the reboot, Last Velasquez has taken over Zach Morris's power, where she can go through what they call it, the fourth wall.
0: I break the fourth wall so I can interact with the audience. There you go.
1: I I used to say the third wall, <laughs> right? So she breaks the fourth wall, um, and she has. Um, she was also on um, New York Times. Um, you were on Washington Post. You were on L.A. Times. You were yeah. like everywhere when yeah. the show first like came out. Best-
0: tv shows of 2020 best movie of 2020 for the 40 year old version
1: yep so she also was in the 40 year old version which is on netflix which won so many awards as well which we went to sundance for Mm -hmm. um and you, you you now you're receiving a rotten tomato award right
0: yeah i'm getting a uh certified fresh rotten tomatoes trophy for Saved
1: by the Bell, which is really freaking cool. That's so cool, babe. All right. And then you're also, there's a lot of stuff I'm uncovering for the audience <laughs> right now. Um, but you're also, um, you you are in the, the show may get nominated for a An Emmy. Emmy. Yeah. Okay. So you see, that's awesome, right? So, but before all this happened, um, you had to go through a crazy journey to get where you are today. And um, I've been with you through the journey. And um, you were doing it before me, of course, but I was there for a got a good chunk of it. Yeah. And um, I think you're a perfect example of someone who had an imagination and a dream and who really I saw someone really put the work in and who's persistent and went through trials and error and became mm-hmm. the best version of themselves. And yeah. that's what Dream Fit's about, my company, and that's what Be Great With Nate is all about. So welcome to my show. A nice little intro for you. <laughs> I'm um,
0: excited.
1: It it's a lot more. It's
0: about time.
1: It's a lot more uh, that we can go over. But the reason why I made that um, intro a little short is because I want the audience to listen to the journey. Right. And which is a beautiful thing. Now, the reason why it took a long time for you to get on is because I had two plans. The number one plan didn't go as well. I wanted to bring Haskiri is um, uh, her name is a beautiful name. And when I first met Haskiri, I told her from the get. My black side of my family is not going to be able to say "Haskiri," right? Yeah. and they're going to probably butcher that a lot. So the day I met you, I gave you the nickname "Re." I actually yeah. cannot call you "Re," R I. Yeah. And you're like, sure. So um, I'm going to call her Re because yeah. I, it feels weird to me calling her. I scary. like
0: I like family and friends to call me like close friends and family to call me Re. But I do prefer my official government name.
1: 100%, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, you see how bossed up she is, right? She's real bossed up. <laughs>
0: no, I just really like my name. I love my name. I love and, your name, too. Um, yeah, I feel like people should call me by my name.
1: Of course. Of course. But
0: No, but for this podcast, you're definitely yeah. going to call me Rico. Yeah, like you call he, me honey around sounds, the house. Yeah. You don't call me Nate. It sounds so weird to hear him say Huskidi, though. It's so weird.
1: It's very weird. It's very weird. But... um, so ree, um, we wanted she did uh, season one of Save by the Bell. And we had this goal to mm-hmm. get you to do a podcast with me the night before the show came out, Yeah. and it didn't go as well because you had so much press. You were on the uh, the Today Show, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. And I'm gonna try to throw up the clips for the video of this, uh, you know, when we put this podcast on YouTube. But um, so you were really busy, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, the second my second plan was to put you on before season two came out. So uh, Save by the Bell was renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that?
0: I feel great. I mean, not a lot of shows get renewed for a season two, especially a lot of reboots because mm-hmm. a lot of people try to tap into that reboot kind of world. And since since the show had such a big following, there's a lot of people who have already set, I don't know, per, I don't want to say Expectations, expectations mm-hmm. of what they want that show to look like when it comes right back out. Um, there's a lot of emotion that goes into that. So I think, you know, it's really like, good that we got a season 2 because that means we did the so, the show justice for mm-hmm. se- in season 1
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you did amazing in the show. <laughs> so, um let's go back. Um so now that your career's taken off, um and happened to take off during pandemic and it was pretty unfortunate mm-hmm. in a way because you didn't get to experience most of the oppressed that you should have yeah. been able to experience, right? But um let's go back. So, when did you want to become an actress? You know?
0: Uh, for as long as I can remember, I don't know. I think since I was a little girl, I was wanted to be an actor. Like, mm-hmm. there was something just about the camera that, like, infatuated me. Like, I just wanted to be in front of it. I wanted to perform in front of it. I wanted to be behind it. I, I, I used to love taking pictures of people, recording people. It was just something, I guess, that was just in me. But I also do come from, like, uh, I would say entertainment family. Like, my dad is very diverse. Like, he would... Act alongside me, or you know, my mom too. Which I don't know if you know, but my mom in high school did theater. I didn't know that. So yeah, she took like a theater class. I don't know if it was for like an extra credit or something, but she did a theater class. So it was kind of like in me, I guess, since birth. That's awesome. But professionally, like when I decided this is going to be my career, maybe when I was like in middle school, sometime when I understood like, you know, what I wanted to do in the future. Yeah.
1: So, what age, if you give an age to the audience,
0: I don't know, maybe like nine, ten. Okay. Yeah.
1: So let's just say ten, to like yeah, round it off, 10, right? Yeah. Um, and then what age did you say your career kind of start to take off?
0: So I did. I took some acting classes, and then my my first ever paid gig was when I was like fourteen. So, so four like, years. So it was like four years into me trying to become an actor that I got my first paid gig and it was for i believe nbc a show on nbc which is funny because now i'm (laughs) like again Mm -hmm. on nbc but it was for nbc where i played tatiana garcia Mm -hmm. um and it was a cop drama called nyc 22 and i was like in i don't know the third episode i can't remember but i was in one of the episodes which was really cool it was my first ever speaking role on tv where i was like oh crucial character to the plot of that episode which is really cool that
1: is really cool so four years from 10 to 14 what what was the work ethic like right what would your day look like as a 10 year old
0: yeah oh that's a good question um well i think at 10 like i was just kind of i didn't know where to start so it was kind of like whatever wherever the day took me really Mm -hmm. um i wasn't I would say as focused as an actor like I would still hang out with my friends I would still do kids stuff at 10 like I would be outside playing or whatever but um, as soon as I got an audition all that came to a stop like Mm -hmm. no matter what I was doing I was like okay I'm gonna read this script and see what I can do to like be different from everyone else Mm -hmm. how I can break down this character so I guess I always had that mindset of when an audition came it was kind of like grind time but outside of that i don't think i took it as serious as as serious as i should have now now looking back um but i was still a kid so i was still trying to like have
1: fun of course yeah so all right so from 10 to 14
0: there was a lot of there was a lot of um no's too like i wasn't like i thought to ten like i would get one audition and then become like a hollywood star yeah but that wasn't it. It was like I would get these little auditions that also and it was for roles that didn't fit me either. Mm-hmm. But I would still take it because I didn't I didn't know much about the industry, so I took what I got mm-hmm. and I was saying yes to everything regardless of what it was. Um but yeah.
1: Yeah. So like uh you wake up in the morning, you go to school and then you come back and then say if you have an audition. Mm-hmm. How does that look?
0: So in school <laughs> So, I had a phone. I always had a phone. Mm-hmm. So, in school, I wasn't like paying attention as much because I would be refreshing my emails, mm-hmm. trying to see if I got an audition. Mm-hmm. And if I did get an audition during like school hours, I would like read that audition in class. Like, I was not paying attention. So, I mm-hmm. wasn't the best student, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I, I have OCD, so I knew I could have been a great student if I put my mind to it. But my whole passion was acting. So, re- whenever I got a script, it was just like, read it read it read it read it read it until Mm -hmm. it became second nature to me where it was like no matter what happened i was i knew the lines front and back and i knew the other person's lines as well Mm. so it's not like i would only study my lines i would study the other person's lines and even the stage direction so like i was so precise like i just i wanted it so bad that i it was kind of like I had to know everything on that sheet of paper or I felt like I was never going to get it. Mm. So, like, if it says she lifts up her pinky after she says the, it was like my I knew my pinky was going up after I said the. Like, I didn't make it mine. I kind of just made it what they wanted.
1: And this happened at 10 years old? You had this? Yeah, like, from yeah.
0: 10 to 11 to 12. And this it was just, like, growth as yeah. I kept going. Like, a lot of it, and and a lot of the times it was me. Like, I started off in theater. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, in, during that time in my high school, though, because it, it goes all over the place. But around that time, I was like I was getting some kind of auditions. I wasn't getting a lot mm-hmm. The at the agent that I had at the time. Kind of in a year, maybe I got like seven auditions. So it was like the chances of me booking something were so slim because I didn't have as many opportunities. Um, so, yeah, but. Then, like, I would just, whatever audition I would get, I would sit on it for months and months because it was, I didn't get anything after. So I would sit there looking at this piece of paper, like, why didn't I get it? Why didn't they call me back? What could I do different? Um, Is it something that I did? I will will look it over. And then I didn't really have anyone to study with me. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just always me. I would record the other person's signs on on this tape recorder that I had. Um, And then I would say my lines in my head and then speak the other person's lines in the tape recorder. And then I would, that's how I was studying.
2: Mm.
1: Um, uh, yeah. So, so then at 14, you book um, NYC 22, right? Yeah.
0: So, so during that time, before, before so it took I took you
1: four years, so
0: it took me four years. And before that time I did theater shows. So I did like black box productions. Got it. So I was in the, this was like towards high school. I, I, I started going to this nonprofit organization called urban arts and they had a, a program there called life stories where they would, they had different programs in there. So they had a program of writers, Mm -hmm. people who wanted to be screenwriters or playwriters, and they would write out plays, and us as the actors would perform their work. Mm -hmm. So it was like this whole entire like really cool ensemble that we created. And we would put on performances, and because it was a nonprofit, they had sponsors. So I knew that they had like Jesse Williams come to see one of our shows one time, they had April Hernandez, who I'm still close with to this day, who was Mm -hmm. like one of the first people to mentor me in in my early career as an actor Mm -hmm. um she was on freedom writers she played like eva on freedom Writers. one of the main characters the main characters in freedom writers yeah um and i became really close with anna who was like running the program the you know the, the program that i attended and her husband now is jesse eisenberg so he came sometimes to see the shows so it was like just, we put on these performances in hopes of like maybe getting scouted by somebody, yeah. you know, in yeah. these things. And you wouldn't, it's not like after every theater show you would get, somebody would come up to you, but.
1: Yeah. So in my in my imagination, the mm-hmm. way I look at it is that from 10 to 14, you're doing auditions, you're not booking anything, mm-hmm. but you're doing theater, which is giving, it's, con, it's continuously giving you hope. Yeah. That maybe one day something's yeah. going to happen. Even though when you do auditions, you're not hearing anything back, you found a way to keep hope. Yeah. It's very important, right? When you have you know, a dream.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, too, when I was young, it's like, I knew I wanted to be an actor. And since I didn't know much about it, um, even when there was like quiet periods or dead periods where I wouldn't hear anything for months, I thought that was just like the normal. Yeah. So like, I was like, okay, maybe in like three months, I'll get something. But now looking back, I'm like, oh hell no! (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, so (laughs) but I
0: kept hope because it was my passion. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do, regardless Mm of what happens in my life. I knew that acting was what I wanted to do.
1: So after after 14, after you booked the show, did you see a confidence increase? Uh, Did you see the dream getting closer, and it just gave you more? Tell me about that.
0: So after I booked the show, there was i was I was still fairly young, so when I booked it and i you know I was on set and after my last day on set, the uh direct or the producer of that that episode he came up to my father and he was like. You see that face on on screen like this. And so my father yep. telling me this. He's like, he comes up to me. He goes, "Do you see that face on screen? That is a movie star look. She has what it takes." And so like my head got all big and like big, not big head in a bad way, but I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that's it. Like he's gonna get me more work. He's gonna yeah. tell people about me. Like this is it. Like I've I've done it. I've made it. And I thought work was gonna come so easily to me, but then I didn't book anything for like five, six years after that. Mm. So it was like I had this high, and then immediately this low, mm. and I wasn't sure what I was doing wrong.
1: So, at fourteen to mm-hmm. nineteen, you went a long stride without like actually yeah, having big work. Yeah, without
0: booking anything big. Like i I booked very small things like. Uh, Nickelodeon commercial I booked and it was for like a promotion for Men in Black 3 and I, yeah. I, I really thought Will Smith was going to be there. yeah And mm. they were like, no, you're just going to hold up the sc- the phone and it's going to be like green screened in, like FX or whatever, CGI'd in and he's going to pop up and I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Um, but it was a lot of like, it was there was a lot of times where I was like, I there was nothing for me. Yeah. like even when i went out for an audition that was for a latina i was like oh you have to have more of a heavier accent or something mm. like i felt like i wasn't sure where this career was gonna take me or what roles i was gonna book and but i thought that like oh maybe i'll do like cop dramas because that's very big in new york yep um so i would every time i got a cop drama i was like oh yes i booked nyc 22 before so i know i can book this one so i went in Jeez. for law and order
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i went in for like uh, I think I went in for Blue Bloods a couple times, but it was really Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. And I went mm. in there, like this casting director literally saw me grow up. Yeah. Because I went in for him so many times, and I was like, "Book me already! Like I've, <laughs> you've seen me in here for like five years. Just book me." Um, yeah. But it was a, I don't know. It was a lot of like, there was a lot of times where I would get an audition mm, and. I would have to go into these auditions kind of on my own because my dad worked nine to fives, my yep. mom worked nine to fives. So they didn't have, you know, the availability to take me to auditions. And I think that also put a lot of fear in me as a young kid going yeah. in and then seeing all these kids with like their parents, these girls with their parents or their moms and me not having anybody. So yeah. it's like, I would be, I would go to the bathroom and I, it's funny cause I still do this to this day. I go into the bathroom stall and i'll just like do my lines or i'll I'll wait there for like two minutes before my call and then i leave the bathroom yeah
1: i you know this is why when we first met we we had so much that we can relate to because um i had to do a lot of my stuff on my own as well and you create an imagination version of yourself that Mm -hmm. talks to you and you talk to and you you run by and um you know, when you went and saw, you know, girls with their parents, especially a girl with their mom prepping them, and you went there with nothing, you know, that build you up to become the strong woman you are today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And th- that's why you're a great leader. That's yeah. why, you know, you. if you tell Reed that she can't do something, she she's going to do it. <laughs> if you're watching this podcast right now, everything that, if you see my office right now, Reed does all this. Yeah. You know, she's the one that put Wait, this. Hold,
0: this I, I, hold on. For y'all watching on the YouTube, <laughs> I did not put that there. Okay, that was him. <laughs> It's not even, that's not even mounted to the wall. If I breathe on it, it's going to fall.
1: <laughs> so for those that are not watching the video, we have, re got me a Dream DreamFit, um, a custom-made Dream Fit New York pleis, uh, a license, plate. A license plate. And I just put it on the wall just now, hoping that it stays up. Um, but re put this uh, Bruce Lee uh, photo of mine up. Mm-hmm. She measures things because as soon as you tell her she can't do something, she's going to go mm-hmm. do it. But um, let's get back. So you have four years from 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. And then from 15 to 19, so that's nine years Mm -hmm. of of not really making it.
0: Yeah.
1: How were you able to keep going and thinking and trusting that this is going to pay off one day?
0: Hmm. (laughs) That's a good question because I feel like the typical answer would be like, you know, I just, I knew that the situation I was in wasn't enough. But I think... Like I mentioned, I think it was just a passion of mine. It was like an escape of like my day to day. Like it's just what I loved to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, so <laughs>
1: let me ask you this question, and maybe I feel like you
0: know more because like you know me so well that you're like, I know what you're trying to say, but I can't. Well, really did put you words.
1: with 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 this whole journey, right? Those nine years a lot of people, the audience has to understand that it's usually something that is unexplainable that you feel and you have to trust the feeling, right? So most of the time when you're going through this and you see friends getting jobs or trying to go out starting a career young, some people start the career 18, 19 years Mm -hmm. old and you're sitting back and you just have this feeling that this is the right thing for you and nobody else can understand that feeling. Mm -hmm. They can do your thinking for you but they can't do your feeling for you.
0: Yeah, I I think too what it came from, it was like, It's not like I I didn't like where I grew up because I felt like, you know, it's what I knew and I was okay with it. But once I started, like, going, doing theater and seeing more outside of my neighborhood, I was like, oh, you know, this is different. I want to be a part of these kinds of communities. I want to do more. I know that there's more out there. Um, So I guess that also, like, I don't know, lit that fire under me. But every time I saw someone on TV, too, I was like, wait, I can do that. Yep. I can be that person. I could have played that character. Uh how can I get to that point where I can play that character? Who do I talk to? Where do I go? Um Yeah, I don't know. It's like just it was just something in me that I really loved and it was a passion of mine and I would dream of like getting interviewed one day or I would dream of walking the red carpet. I would dream of meeting Jennifer Lopez. Like mm-hmm. these are things that I was like, I want to do. Like I need to do it because it's my only path. Like there was nothing else in life that interests me either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like nothing. Like I, I would I love baking shows but I don't want to be a baker. Mm-hmm. You know? Not whoever's listening to this, I'll still be on a baking show regardless, but like, <laughs> just in case. But no, it's like, I, I don't want to be a baker. I don't want to be, I went to a fashion school and I don't want to be, a, I didn't want to be a fashion designer at mm. that, you know, maybe that's later on in the future. But for that moment in time, all I knew and wanted was acting and I, it brought so much joy to me in it. And I knew that if this was something I was going to do for forever, it was going to continue to bring joy to me no matter what.
1: Yeah. So uh, when you're in high school and everybody's applying to colleges, what'd you do?
0: Oh, high school was funny because so in, in middle school, right, junior, junior high. I applied to a bunch of colleges, and like I said, I wasn't the best student, so I didn't get accepted into any colleges. Like, I remember the counselor lady coming in, and she had a bunch of envelopes in her hand, and she was like, I just want you all to know that if you didn't get a letter today, it doesn't mean that no high school wants you. College would you. No, no, this was in junior high. Oh, junior for high. going into high school, yeah. So she comes in and she tells me it's not like, because you could apply for, for high schools. Oh, in, wow, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. so people applied for for high schools. And yeah, so I, because I wanted to be an actor, I applied for uh, LaGuardia, which was a performing arts high school. And I auditioned, and in that audition, I, I literally cried in front of the judges because... I, I didn't know what it was like to audition really for like something like that. And when you heard the pe- the other kids going in, like these kids were freaking singing like these, oh, and like doing these crazy monologues. And I was like, dude, I am not that. Like I'm just a girl from the hood who has a monologue about like this ghetto girl, like just, I don't know, becoming something. Like this is not, I, I was so, I felt like so out of place. Yeah. Um, and my grades obviously didn't help me, but so I, I, she came in, and she's like, you know, if you didn't get an envelope, don't worry about it. It's not that no high school wants you. And in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to be me. I feel sorry for whoever don't get a letter. She passes around, she skips me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hell, she done messed up. Mm. I said, maybe mine is in the back because, you know, Velasquez is my last name. I usually get called last in the attendance. And then she leaves, and I, I literally sat there with no envelope, and I was like, so bummed and I was crying and I'm a very, very emotional person. So I cry over it literally anything like I can cry right now if I want to. But so I was crying. I went home and I started crying and I was like, no, high school wants me, dad. Like, what am I going to do? And so at the time I had this friend who was in a grade higher than me and she went to fashion industries high school. And so she was like, I can get you in. Like I can speak to them and say like, you know, that you, you really want to come here. So for fashion industries, you had to go in and take a test. And then you had to, like, and I was, I don't know why, I was just really bad at tests. Like, I just, tests to me were kind of, like, dumb, no offense. Like, I was, like, yeah. this test, yeah, like, this test doesn't determine how smart I am. Like, you can't just put it on a piece of paper and grade me off of that. Um, but whatever. So, I, I ended up going to Fashion Industries High School because it was the only school that accepted me. And it's funny, when they accepted me, I went in for marketing. When mm. I applied, I was, like, oh, I'm going to do marketing, like, how to market fashion or whatever and then something happened in my transcript that got messed up and i went in for fashion design making clothes so Mm. i already i went into a school that i didn't want to go to which was fashion industries and then they they switched my my mini major i guess you would call it to fashion design Mm. so i was like i was like it was a double-edged sword for me and and it, it had nothing to do with acting it was throughout my first two years i would I would on the weekends I would sit my dad down and be like can we try to get me into a performing arts school like I would dread waking up in the morning going to high school like it was Mm. just this thing that was like I don't want to do this I'm not happy there and I had so much problems in that school like it 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 got crazy but I had so many problems in that school I did not want to go it took away the joy of like waking up and going to school and I would have to take a train like 40 minutes yeah at 6am waking up um but so I went there, and they opened up a theater program, like a mini theater program. And a lot of people in my high school kind of knew I was, quote, unquote, the actress or whatever. Like, oh, you know, yeah, she always said she's going to be an actor. Because I would always tell people, like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this just because of school, but I'm actually an actor. Yep. You know, like, that's what I would tell people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm an actor, I'm an actor. They're like, oh, what'd you do? And I'm like, oh, I booked the Men in Black 3 commercial <laughs> <laughs> on Nickelodeon. And they're like... Oh, right. and what else? And I'm like, uh, um, that's it. <laughs> I, I put, I do theater productions. Like, where, mm-hmm. where on Broadway? I'm like, no. And like people who kind of knew they were like off Broadway. I'm like, no. They're like off off Broadway. I'm like, not even that. Not even no. close. It was just like a black box production. Kind of hosts like maybe max fifty people. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, that's you know Friends your family, family. <laughs> yeah. Your mom, your dad, your brothers, your uncles, whatever, aunts, grandparents. Um, so so it was not high school was really a rough time i think for me like i really did not like it it was it was me trying to find myself i think and i feel like i was trying to fit into something that i didn't want to fit into Mm -hmm. there was a lot of pressure but then when so when college came around i already felt like okay i wasted four years at this school i need to go to a real performing arts college Mm -hmm. and then if again it was like it history repeated itself because I submitted to a bunch of colleges mm-hmm. and I took a SATs and tests aren't my thing and so I didn't get accepted to any colleges. Mm-hmm. And I think it was for the best because deep down inside I didn't want to go to college but I I felt pressure to apply. So I paid even I I think you get like, I don't know how many. You get a couple like. For free. Yeah,
1: five, I think, in Jersey. I think five
0: to six for free. So I did the five and six. But then I was like, oh my gosh, what if I don't get accepted? Like this is junior high all over again. I need to apply for more. So I spent money for other applications. And so I I don't know, my dad helped me and he gave me like 10 more applications to apply for different schools. And none of them accepted me. I think there was one who accepted me, but I was, like, on a specific list. Like, you're kind of accepted, but not.
1: Yeah, like a wait list.
0: Like a wait list, yeah, yeah. And, and that bummed me out a lot. But deep down inside, I was like, I don't know why I'm so mad about this. I don't know if it was, like, social pressure or something. But I didn't want to go to college because I wanted to do acting. After high school, I was like, I've wasted all this time. I, I just want to do an, get into an acting class. I just want to be around other actors. I want to see what I can do so that it can... You know, help me move forward in this acting career, you know, surround myself. So I didn't go to college. um, Mm. And it was the best decision, I think, that happened to me because I was able to really, like, hone in on my craft and really do
1: act. All right. So, you know, you you decided that, okay, college is not going to happen. I'm going to just grind a little more and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take a little more acting classes and things like that. And this is around 19 years old. Yeah. Okay. So I graduated when
0: 2013. I'm really bad with the time. It's okay.
1: <laughs> so we met when you were 19 years old. Yeah. Right. And we met um, in a very funny way. Um, I was going through a situation where I was just focusing on my craft and becoming the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to date. I've decided not to date anybody, not even to look at women mm-hmm. at this point because I'm like, I wanted to do things at on a Division One football level. Um, uh, my, my sophomore year coming up at the highest level I can do with that. And then one day I was following this girl and she posted a picture with a group of friends and I saw you mm-hmm. and I was like, God damn, this girl is beautiful. <laughs> most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. So her friend didn't tag you. All right. And mm-hmm. I was upset. I was like, your friend didn't tag you. I was really upset. And I went searching for you. I went searching for you and I found you. Uh huh. And um, I sent you a phone request. Your, your page is private. And I, I remember like two days later, I wake up and I open up Instagram. you the first picture to come up on my feed. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is literally the, and I went through your profile. I'm like, this is the most beautiful woman.
2: Stalker. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Right. This is like, this is, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And um, I was in Miami. Um, I just came back from Miami, and I took a selfie in Miami. And I was going to post it on Instagram. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to post it on Instagram. I'm going to send it to this girl yeah, and introduce myself yeah. and, and let her know, like, I'm not here to play games. Like, I just want to let you know you're beautiful and, like... You know, I just want to introduce myself and as I did that you you sent me the emojis of the eyeballs and yeah. you hit me back and you introduced yourself yeah. and I was like oh damn she replied I yeah, gotta play it, it cool it
0: took a while because I didn't really I never really checked my DMs mm-hmm. at that time like I just kind of like it, it was flooded with a bunch of guys honestly
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, of course I said that I thing, said I know hi
0: hey hello hi. I'm like you really think I'm gonna respond to this but then I guess yours stood out for some odd reason and mm-hmm. I was like oh let me go to it and then I went on your profile but you had like seven pictures were like five likes or like no, it didn't max, it didn't max a hundred likes and like three comments and I was like, oh, he's definitely catfish. Like he's, somebody is pretending to be this guy. That's Mm -hmm. what I thought.
1: Yeah, the reason why is because I I never focused on social media before I I met you. now I know that. Like I I was a division one football player, scholarship, I just focused on that. I felt like social media can be um, a distraction, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was very private with my life and um, so then, Long story short, you send me your number mm-hmm. and then you FaceTime me and that I That was fast. <laughs> right. Right. You FaceTime me and I didn't pick up and you thought yeah. I was catfish. Yes,
0: because I was like, Okay, I sent him my number but like let's make sure this guy's actually who he says he is, right? So i immediately facetimed you
1: and the, i didn't pick up because yeah. i didn't have a haircut yeah. right i didn't oh, look fresh my,
0: yeah so dumb
1: right so then she uh texted me like yo you're catfish yeah. and i was like oh she thinks i'm catfish i'm like i can't lose that so i facetimed you yeah. and i'm like yo i'm not catfish and then you were coming out of dunkin donuts on your way to acting class yeah and we we kicked it off from yeah. right there i felt like a little kid i felt like i was in love right yeah and um, then you text me like, "What are you doing tonight?" Mm-hmm. Right, and I was like, "Oh, what am I doing tonight?" I'm like, "I ain't doing nothing." <laughs> and then you like, "You should, you, we should go grab some food." You yeah. like sushi? I never ate sushi in my life, and I was like, "I love sushi." I
0: know you did. Say-
1: <laughs> and so I went to go pick you <laughs> yeah. up, and as soon as you <laughs> came in a car and like you let you sat down, you looked at me, I fell in love. Yeah, that's a this is a, this is a fact. I fell in love. <laughs> I felt deeply in love, and then we went to uh, Mama Sushi on Dykeman. Yeah. And we and I parked in front of the and fire then hydrant.
0: That's when a girl had the same leggings as me. And I yeah, was, right.
1: We was wearing these leggings, and this one lady was having the same leggings yeah. as her. I was like, "Oh, and you was mad?" Hell no. <laughs> so at the time when I met you, um, you were working at Equinox to make some money in mm-hmm. your pocket, as and also doing um, acting classes. Yeah. And um, so,
0: oh, that's another thing I do not mean to cut off, but we can like circle back. But mm-hmm. after. Um, high school i i took a lot of like 9 to 5 jobs because i was taking acting classes and i wanted to kind of support that on my own like financially my parents would help me you know as best as they could but i was always like very independent so i kind of always wanted to make my own money i kind of always wanted to find my own way of doing things so i i used to work one of my first jobs was like sketchers um then i worked at <laughs> us polo and <laughs> <laughs> you're already laughing because you know and then people these high school kids will come in with their phones and be like it ain't Ralph though and record me and i would hide behind all them u.s polo shirts like please god don't let me be on their social media because <laughs> i'll be so mad because i knew that i was bigger than my, that situation yeah. like i knew that this was just something to get by and and i would like i would get home at 3 a.m because i would take like the night shifts or i would like wake up at four or five because i would take their early morning shifts just to make like what maybe 850 an hour like it was
1: really bad yeah it's all It's it's part of the journey anyway yeah but so So i
0: was working at equinox which is another part
1: time -time, and then i had three days left on my winter break i met you on my winter break and i was in jersey and um and then i remember the next day you asked me if i want to come to equinox and work out and Mm -hmm. i was like damn i can't afford equinox but i can get in for free today (laughs) to work out and i went and you were looking so good and i was like yo this girl is the most beautiful woman i've ever met and immediately the first day um we worked out and then Mm -hmm. on the second day and then i i told you i'm like yo you want to come with me to jersey i gotta go pick up some money
2: yeah
1: and i took i took reed to the to the hood right after that in jersey real
0: real hood like i thought my hood was the hood but then when you go to somebody else's hood that's the actual (laughs) like my hood was the actual hood but his was like the hood that birthed all the other hoods or something. Yeah, so we went like, we oh, pulled no. up in uh,
1: Newark, Nork, New Jersey. Yeah. And I I picked up some money from my uncle. So when I first met Ree, I kept it real with you. I was like, yo, I'm broke. Like mm-hmm. I'm a college student on a full scholarship. I can't my job is football because they paid my school. Yeah. So I, I don't have any cash in my pocket. But I have family who believed in me. Um and that used to support me, mm-hmm. hit me off with fifty dollars here and there. So my uncle told me he was gonna give me money that week, and um I went to go pick up the money so I can take you to Chili's.
0: Yeah, Chili's. To go, so it was our go, second
1: go, date. Our second date. So we pulled up in Chili's, and then after that, I was going yeah. from Jersey City to Washington Heights, and I'm like, "Yo, uh, do you wanna do you wanna go home, or do you wanna just come to my dad's crib and meet yeah. my dad?" So we was like, uh, "I don't so know." So
0: quick. That was so fast. It was like. And then we go to his dad's crib and I meet everybody. Yeah,
1: she met everybody. And and then I'm like, yo, do you want to go home tonight or do you want to like stay here? Yeah. Right? I was and, like,
0: no, I'll go home. I don't have a toothbrush. here." He's like, there's a doing read down the block where you just buy one. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but low-key, I wanted to stay because I was having a good time. So I was like, I'll stay. I don't care.
1: Yeah. And um, yo, this is a true story. I was so broke. Was Darren sleeping in the same bed as us?
0: No, the that was night? no, that was like a that was like into a stating, like a couple. Got you. Maybe like a month. So I it, didn't
1: yeah. have I didn't have a room. So I asked my little brother to stay with my little brother, yeah. and then we we just. No, literally. I
0: slept in Brandon's room. Oh, remember? You and did. the mattress was like on the floor. On The I
1: think. floor, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were broke, yo. yo this is a I, true story. But like
0: it's crazy because to me it was like I thought I knew that was like broke, but it wasn't as bad because like I knew situations of like that because of how I grew up too. So it wasn't yeah. like that drastic of a change.
1: Yeah, and you know the crazy but part like, about I, it. I
0: did I wasn't as fortunate as like someone else, but yeah. I did I I did always have like a bed frame and a bed. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, of course.
1: Of course. You so, didn't have no bed on the yeah, floor.
0: I didn't have, yeah.
1: So when I brought Reed to my dad's house, um I never brought a girl home that fast like in my life, you know, and out of respect, you know, when we came over, it was just like I treated you like a a straight, you know, I was a gentleman to you. I, I made sure everything was cool, but I'm just being very transparent for the for the audience. I allowed you in my life very fast i never Mm -hmm. allowed dudes in my life that fast where you met my dad you met my brothers you you saw my current living situation Mm -hmm. it was embarrassing you know but i i had the courage to show you because i'm like if she can't accept me for who i am now then this is not the person for me but one thing that i know that um in our relationship you always saw my vision yeah. You saw me becoming the guy I am today. You yeah. you saw that from day one. And that's mm-hmm. why I trusted you. I don't know. From day one, I, I just yeah. connected with you very strong.
0: Well, that's something that I like. That's something. That's like who I am. Because regardless of. Somebody tells me what they're going to do or what they want to be. I always supported my friends in anything and everything. Like, I don't care if you had the worst grades. Like, if you said I'm going to be a freaking professor. I'm like, yo, I believe you. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you just got to work towards it. Because I, I feel like I believed in myself so much for my dream that. It, why wouldn't I believe someone else in their dream, right? Yeah. Like I knew I was capable of, regardless of wh- what I was doing, where I came from, what my grades were, what classes I took or didn't take. I knew that I was going to become an actor. So, whatever they wanted to do, regardless of their current situations or whatever, they I knew that they can be what they wanted to be. Yeah. So like I always supported my friends all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so after that, Re and I met. She was nineteen. I think I was like twenty, going on twenty one. Mm-hmm. And um. Just to give you information, now I'm 27, about to turn 28. Ree's 25, about to turn 26 mm-hmm. this year. So we've been together. Crazy. We've been going at it for a minute now. We
0: old heads now. <laughs>
1: um, so what we did is um, I had to go back down to school to Delaware. Yeah. And Ree started making a trip down to see me every weekend. Yeah. When I was in Delaware, I was in football season. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, when you're a Division I football player, um, you know, you used to be the, got- the jock on campus and things like that. But when I first met Reed, the first thing I wanted to do is bring you to the parties to show mm-hmm. everybody like I'm with somebody. I wanted to that's another story. From right. I walked into this party <laughs> with Reed, the first party, right? And the before I took Reed to the party, I asked her to be my girlfriend. We yeah. made it official February first and we walk into this one party i bring in there all my boys are like yo right they were gassing me <laughs> yeah and then we get to this one party and this one girl goes oh now he got a girlfriend Dude, right
0: hella miles like y'all salty like, right chill. but
1: I, I never even i never even talked to this one chick though that that said it you know but it was a funny situation yeah. um but long story short what we did is when we and i got down there the grind got real for us yeah. right so just in your opinion from your yeah. point of view how did the work ethic imagination the preparation for your career change after we you know we we got together
0: um i definitely would say like before i met you i always had like a work ethic mm-hmm. like i knew i didn't have a plan b I, I plan a was always acting 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 um but when i met you I feel like I, I had I had all these different, like, I had motivation, I had determination, I had the grind, the work ethic, whatever, but I, I feel like I didn't know how to use all of them in one, you know? So then when I met you, I think you kind of aligned that for me on, like, how to structure, um, how to use what I got, what I bring to the table in a more ethical way, like, you know, how to, like, tenfold that or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when I met you it definitely set in stone on like I had to crunch down even more I had to make a lot more sacrifices more than what I was already making because if I wanted to be where I am today I would have to do the follow these steps the laws of of life right the laws of attraction or whatever um so we got into that when we got got, no we got got real into that yeah and you taught me about manifestation like I always had the idea of okay I'm going to be an actor I am I am but you taught me how to manifest that even more like how to just kind of go deeper within myself I think I was a lot of there was a lot of times in my life where um like I said I was I went to high school something I didn't want to do and I tried to fit in and it was always about finding myself and how to fit in maybe in situations that I necessarily shouldn't have tried to fit in or didn't want to fit in um, so you can so I, I didn't know who I truly was mm-hmm. as an actor. Like, yeah. You know who, who, exactly.
1: Like you made my job. My my job was I saw myself in you, right? But yeah. I saw myself in you, but I saw a version of myself that was not gonna die, was not gonna stop trying. Yeah. You yeah. know, like like the faith was there. No, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, like I, <sighs>
0: I had the faith, but I think you helped me kind of
1: we crunch
0: it. that into like A a niche, maybe like a niche of like you got to break it down into exactly what it is that you want. Yep, so that when you do get that, then you can continue to further that, whatever that is.
1: So, I think so. One thing that I've like, like I said, I I was and
0: and and also the distractions you helped me cut out a lot of distractions distractions. like I didn't know it was a distraction until someone else from the outside came in to show me a different thing which was you you came and you said that's kind of like a distraction like she's not really a good friend if she's doing this and I'm like oh because for me it was kind of like I was such a good friend to people that regardless of how they treated me I'm like all right I'm gonna let you slide like you know um and I never really saw it in a negative way until you know I was open. My mind was open to that perspective.
2: Yeah.
1: Honestly. So this is how our our day would look, right? She would, we would come down to school. There was a couple of times we were so serious about this. Look, this is when I had a life lesson with Ree, right? So when you're playing college football, your career can end today. So you always have to have that in mind. And mm-hmm. if your career ends today, you, you know, you got to make another plan for yourself. So one day I asked Ree, what's your plan B? and she looked at me with aggression and she said like basically don't ever ask me that question again my Mm -hmm. plan b is my plan a and it was to the point where this woman was going to be willing to leave me if if i didn't if i wasn't with it you know so like i'm not going to leave that out like that's a true story and this is when we first this is when we were going like through our first month of dating and right there i i i straightened up and i was like I felt that mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is this is definitely we never going to look at a plan B." Mm-hmm. And there was times where we came down to school and we didn't see each other for 2 3 yeah. weeks.
0: And this is a like a 3-hour bus ride or it can turn into a 4-hour if the driver decided to take a smoke break.
1: Yeah, exactly. We got <laughs> a, she used to we used to visit each other on the the China bus. That's yeah. what it was called and it was a 20 dollar bus that smelled like piss, right? Yeah, piss. From New York weed, to Delaware.
0: Um it's it was yeah, it was, it was horrible. Bad. Yeah.
1: So Re comes down, and I remember this one time I haven't seen Re in three weeks, right? Because of football season, I couldn't go up. Mm -hmm. So Re finally gets to come down, and she gets off the bus. And we usually make these nice little plans for the weekend, for you know, to to grind out and then enjoy ourselves. And then she gets a audition for Orange Is the New Black, and it was in person audition. Yeah. And she looks up the buses, and she needed to leave as soon as she got there. Yo, when I tell you I was heartbroken because a couple of reasons. Number one, just a little backstory. I hated college because I went to college because I got I got a full scholarship and I chose it as a I knew it was going to pay off in mm-hmm. the future, but I didn't. It was a a future goal, uh, reason why I did it. So I did it because of the scholarship, and I know where I'm going to be in five years. Mm-hmm not because i went to school because my parents went to school or it was mm-hmm. fun or i enjoyed, i hated college and i tr- I treated it college made me a businessman though you yeah. know so i i appreciate it but i used to be heartbroken because i missed all family events because of college and football mm-hmm. i missed everything at home where i can enjoy it, and i couldn't go with you and you just got there you unpack your little uh uh bag mm-hmm. and then you packed it back up and we walked to the bus stop yeah. and i was torn and, um, and then, you know, you tell... And
0: I, and I even get that audition.
1: Yeah. Crazy. It's all good. so <laughs> No, um, but
0: that's, just goes that's to the shows, sacrifices yeah, the that sacrifices we made. the sacrifices and the thing. Like, when you go into an audition, there's, like, a 50-50 chance, in a sense. Like, you could book it or you can't book it. And then you're up against all these other people. And I'm like, yo, I have to do this just to see. Because I don't want to, like, not go to the audition and think, what if? Like, yeah. what if I could have gotten it? What if yeah. this would have been the audition to you know breakout role or something
1: yeah so like i said you know when i first met rio she i never met anybody who was as dedicated to a craft mm-hmm. as you i, I yeah. just didn't i was very dedicated towards sports to make me you know play for the yeah. number one basketball school in the country and play division one but when i saw your effort towards acting and your um you know the faith that you had behind it and the faith you had in yourself it boosted me to like Push myself mm-hmm. a little more. You know what I'm saying? And that's when in 2016 I discovered like I'm ready to show the world who I am. I'm ready mm-hmm. to show the world that I want to be the biggest coach in the world. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to make videos if, only if I have one view. And I mm-hmm. had the courage to do that. But our weekends will look like. We had forty-eight hours together, and out of the forty-eight hours we'll wake up, for an example, on a Saturday, and I'll cut hair most of that morning so we can make money so we can get you back home, mm-hmm. or we can support ourselves with some a Jersey Mike sandwich, yeah. right? That we used to eat. But if she had an audition, we, we studied auditions yeah. and we did the audition. That was that was our plans for yeah. the weekend. Or if we didn't do no auditions i thought of an idea of us creating a nice little way to practice your craft with making youtube videos mm-hmm. and that's when we created love across oh, the hudson yeah and love across the hudson was a, a a it's a channel that we created from and if you guys want to look at it you can see videos of everything we're talking about we have videos mm-hmm. on it and you know, one day I sat re down, and re comes from a very competitive neighborhood. I do too, but in Jersey, in my opinion, we show a little more love to each other. Oh New yeah. York is very grimy. New York, like, I learned never, that. Yeah, yeah. So re at first didn't want to do certain videos because she didn't want to show people her life because people was copycatters up there, yeah, right? Copycatters,
0: and they, but I also felt like I grew up in that neighborhood. You know, I made friends in that neighborhood. I knew people in that neighborhood, but I feel like once they saw that I was like, I kind of believed in like the evil eye, you know? So like once I put something out there, I was like, someone's going to do like some freaking witchcraft on me and like wish bad upon my career, wish bad upon me. So I didn't want to show people like what I was doing. I kind of wanted it to be kept to myself. Like I was very private in that sense with my career, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and I remember me telling you like, Mm look, look, I totally understand that. But when you shut down from expressing Mm -hmm. the dream and putting your ideas and love into the world, you stop yourself from manifesting that energy back. right? And, you know, you got it. And then we started making these beautiful videos. And then um, after making the videos, we'll go around and I'll tell the whole world when you will go to family um, occasions like Mm -hmm. uh, Easter or something like that. And Ree would come with me to Jersey, and I would tell the world, like, yo, she's about to be the biggest actress in the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'd be like, yo, chill. You can't be like... Yeah. <laughs> but the,
2: yeah. I was going
1: around telling, though. Yeah. I was telling everybody that I knew, yo, I'm with the next J.Lo." Like, yeah, I'm telling you. you I can see it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I had this belief in you because I saw... I, I just knew it in my imagination. Yeah. I felt it, right?
0: I also didn't like... I think the reason why sometimes I didn't like it is because I felt like... It almost sounded cocky, you know, like Mm -hmm. I always got like, she's cocky, you know, like it was always Mm -hmm. something like there was, there was always commentary on something that I did or or something like. Well, the reason why I didn't look
1: at it from a cocky perspective Mm -hmm. is because I saw how much it hurt you when I go talk to people and they ask you what you do. And then when they ask you, when's the last time you did a gig and you tell them in 2000, when you were, you know, 15, 16 people.
0: I felt embarrassed.
1: Exactly. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Yeah. And, and people always judge people on their journey based on what they're doing now, yeah. but not with the potential they can that, do. That's the, right. So I'm letting them know. You can judge us now, but I'm telling you I right know. now. Wait, I know. And just I used to hate that because
0: I, I felt so embarrassed and I felt like, I always felt like once I told people, oh yeah, I'm an actor. Okay, what were you on or what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, nothing right now. I'm just auditioning. And, and they go, oh. And it was like just that, oh, that response of like. Like, oh, she's never going to be anything yep. or, oh, she's not really an actor. Like, she's an air quotes actor, yeah. you know? And, and then
1: I'll pop in right after that. Yeah, you
0: popped in. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, in that moment, it when you popped in, regardless, in my head, I was like, I feel so embarrassed. Like, I, I feel like it just embarrassed me a lot. And it made me feel really bad about myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll have these long car and then, rides and at then, home. Yeah,
0: and then you would, you would tell me why. You were like, "It's all right. Let them, let them." Because in a couple years, they're gonna see. Trust me, you gotta like believe in yourself so much that you have people believe in you, regardless. Like, even if you're not doing anything.
1: Yeah, and another thing too is, everything that I was bringing you through was not as easy as it seemed because. At this point in my life, my career ended in football. Right. And I was no longer that division one football. So it's not like I'm making my dreams come true. Look at me. It was like I had to start all over in a Mm -hmm. new aspect. When I ended my career, I'm like, who am I? I'm no longer an athlete. I had to find myself. And immediately I knew what I love to do was Mm -hmm. inspire and motivate people. So when I was telling you these ideas, I was talking to myself as well. And I used to tell you, I used to be homeless, I grew up with, with an abusive mother, parents who had um, drug addicts. I lost my family at a young age and I made all my dreams come true to that day based on my imagination. So when people used to do that to me, I knew the little things I practice in my mind and I'm like, we're both in the same stage mm-hmm. right now. We're gonna make these things come yeah. true, right? So we were getting an audition and we started to go crazy. It got yeah. to the point where I want the challengery, right? And um one day I sat down with Rhi and I'm like yo I, you get auditions for like a girl named Becky with orange hair and yeah. freckles and I'm like yo that's that's not you yeah. and it used to make you upset so one year I was like yo it was uh, like Dragon Slayer. Right. Like it was Dra- some weird- yeah, we were doing some weird <laughs> auditions, yo. So I say, in I say in 2015, we probably did 50 auditions together. 2016, we probably did 100. Yeah. 2017, this is where why and where it changed. One day, I used to make up a lot of shit in my imagination yeah. with you uh, to give you hope to keep yeah. going. Um, and, and I just had faith it would work out. But one day, I tell Rhea, I'm like, yo, I think the problem is, is your your agent. We we need a fire agent. Yeah. Right. And we was like, yo, you gotta chill. It's not easy, yeah. like basically getting the agent. So yeah. we did and research. It, it, it
0: wasn't an easy. And um this is for like people are listening to are wanna be actors or whatever. Um or just anybody, who cares. Uh, But when you get, like, as an actor, you work so hard that when you get an agent, you kind of want to hold on to them for dear life. Like, this is the person who's going to give you the opportunities. These are the people that are going to open doors to these casting directors that you, without an agent, you won't be going into, um, right? So when I got this agent, I got her when I I did this acting class as a young kid. So when I first signed on to her, I wasn't signed on to her. I was Mm. signed to someone else and then my that agent at the time went through something in her life and she had to leave the agency Mm. so the agency was kind of handed over to someone else who kind of just came in and saw the roster and saw maybe the top five actors who were booking work and really focused on them and kind of left me on the back end Mm. like she didn't fall in love with me the same way my my previous agent did yeah so because my previous agent saw me performing yeah. in my acting class so she like on the headshot she showed me she was like I put love 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 all over it because there was just something about you yeah. so the lady who took over didn't see that yeah. she kind of, she didn't know who I was I was a, I was just a latina name on the on the roster for mm-hmm. her and she kind of sent me anything so i, I was like okay I need to kind of build a relationship with her somehow, some way, even though I f- I definitely knew that she wasn't making an effort. Yeah. But there was a fear in me. And you me. did a very
1: good job yeah. at that, by the way. Thank you. But I used there to was see a- the emails you put right. together. I remember and those I days. And I would
0: cry. I remember there was so many you times would I would cry because I'm like, she doesn't get it or I feel like I'm getting all these auditions that just not fit for me and I've sat down with her multiple times like I've brought my dad to sit down with her and speak to her and tell her like this is where I want my career to go this is the kind of characters I know I can play and she'll be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is what we're gonna do and then uh history again will repeat itself and she'll give me auditions for becky with like orange hair and i'm like dude this is not even though it said any ethnicity on the breakdown we knew it wasn't any ethnicity we knew it was caucasian (laughs) like we just kind of knew but um i was scared to let her go because i wasn't sure if i was going to find someone else who would see the potential in me especially because i wasn't in an acting class anymore i was kind of already at that age where it was like i'm not considered young to play to play you know young roles like kids or i'm not um i'm not you know, old enough to play mid-teens like when you're a teenager in acting you're kind of like f like nobody kind of wants you because you don't really fit any any of the two you Mm -hmm. know so i was like i can't let someone go at this time because this is a really crucial time in my career Like, like i don't know when's the next time i'm gonna have an agent or when's the next time i'm gonna get an opportunity to sit down with an agent and hopefully get re-signed. Like people were already struggling to get signed. Who am I to kind of just like leave someone? Exactly. There was a fear there. So but then you and
1: as you should listen, all the things that you were going through, yeah. You were twenty one years old. Twenty years old. I know. So it's like I was just I was literally just pulling shit out the air in my imagination. Like like this is what we're gonna do.
0: And someone just comes from left field like
1: leave your agent i'm
0: like who are you why you don't know anything about like he knew about my life but it was almost kind of like he didn't i felt like he didn't really understand my whole journey and, or like the or the fear because he he never really had fear you never no, really have fear have which is kind of crazy but there was there was just like this fear and you were like pulling that fear out of me and i was trying to like reel it back in and then you were like you can't i was i was in bob's office when i had to make the phone call because it was the day of
1: Resigning, re-signing. Feb- it was February 2nd
0: It was February 2nd or the 3rd yep, right? Yep. And we had to resign. And if I didn't tell her right then and there I was going to be locked in for another, another Three years yep, yep. with her
1: So I want to, we're going to break that down When something's not going your way And you feel stuck I'm gonna bring you through what we did okay so here's what we did when when this was going down before we made the decision to move on from your agent we sat down and you know and you said it best you like we had all this information where we needed to organize it so I sat you down and I said okay what would it take to get another agent you're like well I'm gonna need another uh, headshots I need new headshots and I remember that kept on coming up so what we did is um, at the time of this going on with Bree I was be I, I began to be an entrepreneur yeah. so I was going all over New York City with a book bag with dumbbells and kettlebells in it sweating for $20 after traveling mm-hmm. an hour to train somebody right I was tra- I was charging $20 an hour and then I was making YouTube videos mm-hmm. and we were making love across the hot and I started to get little clients we started selling merchandise so we started to save up yeah. We saved up money to get you headshots. We went halfway, and I think your parents met us halfway. And on this journey, her parents were very, very, very supportive. We were blessed. We didn't mention the fact of when my career ended with football, I graduated a couple months later, and I had nowhere to live. And her dad allowed me to come in and and live with Re. That's
0: another story for another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other day.
1: And when next time your dad comes out here, I'm going to put him on a podcast. Uh, But her dad... Uh, saved me from going back to the streets in Jersey and, you know, it allowed me to dream big, allowed me to, he he brought me food mm-hmm. for my diet so I can get in shape because mm-hmm. I gained a lot of weight after my injury and things like that. But when we moved in, Rhea and I would wake up every day and see friends going on vacations or making babies mm-hmm. and doing things like that and we used to sit there like yo we need to make our dreams come true. So every day we made a plan on when we had nothing, we had no auditions, I had no work, we'll just wake each other up like 6:30 37 in the morning and we'll we'll mm-hmm. start our day by going to Starbucks and sitting down with a notebook. We'll sit down with um laptops and we'll we'll, we'll think about game plan and what we need to do in our life and we'll manifest things, write things down and things like that. So I told Ree we're gonna fire this agent, right? Yeah. And in my imagination, I just made all this up. Listen to <laughs> this. Listen to he what we did. He made me
0: do the phone call. I was so <laughs> nervous, and he's like, "Call her up right now." And I'm like, "Right now, right now." He's like, "Right now." And so what I, kind of
1: agent did I say we? So we saved up. We knew the head. You knew the the woman you want to work with the headshots. Yeah. And the headshots was gonna cost twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Which was. So much money for us. We didn't have a hundred dollars, right, so we right. we we hustled up, yeah, selling merchandise, yep. training clients and things like that. And then boom, we booked it, and she was super excited. I was
0: so excited, and we we were training because I, I I like if you follow us on Instagram, you know, like you know, we talk about like our fitness journeys and like where we feel comfortable at. And I remember like I'm like maybe you know I'm not getting rose because of my weight or whatever so Nate helped me like get in shape as best you know whatever time we had yeah he was like okay this is if you want to look like this this is what we're going to have to do so he kind of guided me in that sense so that I could feel confident taking photos and I did I went in there and I was like damn I'm Halloween
1: so we we used to wake up every morning we used to go get coffee Mm -hmm. then we used to walk in Dykeman Park I forgot the name of the park yeah Uh, it's on Dykeman it's a big park we call it Dykeman Park but I I know there's a name to it and then we'll go go to planet Fitness and we'll train for about two hours Fort trying for like we used to you go. go
0: up the Fort trying Hill yeah, yeah
1: there you go and then we'll go to planet Fitness train for two hours go home shower prep food for the rest of the day do uh uh love across the Hudson mm-hmm. video and then make a game plan on what we're gonna do and then we left like three hours for entertainment we we watched which uh uh um, impractical jokers we impractical used to watch jokers that every day right so but what we did is so one day I told Re I said yo we need to find an agent who mm-hmm. just started and who cannot eat unless they book yeah. you work that's number 1 number 2 we need to find someone who you're going to be one of their first big stars Yeah, we don't need to get on the same thing as like the you know uh yeah. what you know Tom Cruise we don't need to get on yeah. that same uh acting agency we need to get on A someone
0: boutique agent he, yeah I do remember us having that conversation And, and Starbucks like, I yeah. remember like it was you yesterday you like we need someone who's just starting off just like you who's hungry who's going to work for you who's gonna fight for you who's gonna vouch for you the same way you'll do for them exactly. right so i'm like the same way you'll do for yourself and i'm like yes that's exactly what i want and it was like as we were talking about this it was like fueling us like it yeah. was getting me hyped and i'm the like The
1: imagination yeah the imaginations gave us hope just yeah. like what you were doing before me though when yeah. you were going to theater you yeah. were boosting that maybe one day someone's gonna come yeah. watch me right yeah. so we did that and that was the now while we're doing that we're going to family events in between. We're seeing friends and family. And we, anytime like my cousins invited us out, they knew we had no money, mm-hmm. you know? And they were they paid for us, thank God, yeah. right? Anytime your mom took us out, they knew we, she knew yeah. we didn't have no money. She She took care of yeah. us, right? So people supported us knowing like, yo, I believe in you guys, yeah. right? So- we get read. We booked the we. Yeah, we were freaked out after we booked that twelve hundred dollar uh, photo shoot. We yeah. like, damn, that's a lot of money we just spent. But I was like, yo, it's gonna pay off, and we yeah. knew it was gonna pay off. We went downtown. You went to your photo shoot, and I went to Starbucks. Yeah. And when I was at Starbucks, I was building websites. I was yeah. learning how to run a business as a an business, entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. And you get done with the photo shoot, you were really happy. Like a couple of days later, we go. Um, I get hired a couple of days later, basically from Goldman Sachs, vice president, hired me to run a business and basically be like the CEO, basically mm-hmm. of a company and a head trainer. And I went up to Westchester and I started running this business and I was making a little more mm-hmm. money. And you, you used to come all the way up from the um, Dykeman. Dykeman to to Westchester to train. Yeah. And then we'll sit. We had an office that somebody rented, Bob. Finelli, uh, he used to rent it in the back, but he wasn't there on certain days. So we used to use it as our office. Yeah. And we sat back there and we were like, yo, listen, you're going to fire this agent today. And, you know, Ree was like really scared. She started crying. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you right now, we need to do it. So Rhee calls. She basically fires the agent. And then she, you know, she cries. And it breaks my heart when she cries because yeah. it's and, like.
0: And you have to understand that I fired her. With also the, f- with the fear of not knowing if I was going to get an agent again, but also during a crucial time for actors where it's pilot season, like all the shows are trying to look for who's next and who they're booking stuff. And I'm like, I just fired an agent. I'm not going to audition for anything like this is like a year gone to waste, basically, in my life, and my career. Like, yeah, it's, it, I do I knew- remember that. I, that's why I was like it was even harder for me to kind of let her go because I'm like this is pilot like it's yeah. the pilot season like every actor goes crazy during this time yeah. this is like the time for, for actors
1: yeah so it's a it's an opportunity where yeah. all the auditions come out and it's yeah. like the hot spot right yeah. so we, we, we fired her and then what we did is we sat down and he's like yo what do i do now and i'm like all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna google every agency mm-hmm. we're gonna email them a photo and uh, i mean your headshots mm-hmm. and then we're gonna send like a a small biography of you yeah and wait. then from there um, what we're gonna do is we'll start knocking on their doors we'll go to new york <laughs> city and then we'll knock on their doors and give it to them in person so we're gonna go crazy we did that for the next like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. After doing that. We has three agencies that want to sign her. Yep. Three of them. So we sat down in Starbucks. And we looked at the three options that we had. And when we looked through them. We saw two of the agencies were big time agencies. Who had big time actors. Yep. There was one agency that was. Kind of in a role of just starting up. And immediately, the woman that would communicate with Reed would put effort in her emails. Yep. I, I heard her on the phone. And they didn't have that one Latina actress or even big actor mm-hmm. to be on their board. And I'm like, this is what we're going with. They need to find a way to eat. Yep. They're going to make sure that we get work. And we both are going to make our dreams come true at the same time. So that's when we signed to take three. Yeah, And, that, and as soon as Reed signed to take three... I'm, I think I, you booked something right after.
0: Yeah, I was trying to see if I can see like the submissions, email? submissions that I like, stuff that I wrote. Uh, oh my God, I'm just trying to see because I know.
1: So she's looking through her phone right now. She's trying to see so if I'm she tra- has the. Yeah, the, I'm trying to
0: see because I sent out so many like, so many emails uh, to agencies and I, I just wanted to kind of read one of them for you guys if I can So it as up. she
1: looks for that. So right when that happened Ree gets her uh, finds an agent right and guys we just made all this from our imagination this is the power of the imagination right so after we did that we we decided to um we come uh, we go home one day and we want to go do this audition and i remember like it was yesterday and while we're doing this audition, the Spanish music from our neighbor's house was so loud that we would do her audition and this happened to us for about like okay. a whole year. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so I have a few. So I say, um, so I I met this in my acting class a long time ago when I was first starting up, my first ever acting class where I originally got my first agent that loved me. Yep. Um, there was also this other lady in, in the audience and she was like a, a talent manager mm-hmm. and she didn't want me as a client but she just kind of loved me for who I was and so in in 2018 i she reached out to me randomly after all these years and she kind of just wanted to rekindle like our relationship so i i took one of the classes you remember i went out yeah i, I said, do yeah it was is her name is tony and i went out and i sat there and then she was like i remember you from you know ex whatever this year in this class this acting class and so she referred me to an agent she was like oh this is a really good agency cuz i told her i was you know considering changing so I write to this agency. I say, hi. I'm not going to say their name. Happy New Year. My name is Haskini Velasquez, and I've been told to reach out to you and possibly set up a meeting to talk representation and tell you more about myself. I'm looking for a team that I can grow with. I've attached my headshot and resume below to look over. I've heard nothing but great things and look forward to your response. Thank you. They immediately wrote back. Hi there. Who referred you? I said, oh, I have a great relationship with a talent coach named Tony. She holds uh, actor seminars in New York City area and suggested me, Uh, Suggested you for my career, and they never wrote back to me. Like, they were like, Oh, I don't know who she is, or whatever. But this is another one, and I have a cover letter. (laughs) That's it. My name is Haskini Velasquez. I'm a very driven, dedicated, and passionate actress. I know that with the right team by my side, we can accomplish great things. If you are currently seeking someone who can play a wide range of roles, that is me. Acting is who I am. I'm in this for the long term. There's nothing else I'd rather do in my life, and will work hard alongside. And I, I put their team. I put, uh, I have become, I have, no, I have been acting professionally since I was 15 years old. That has given me the ability to gain experience in TV, film, theater, and commercials, and have worked in those productions. I know many industry professionals... I didn't know that many, but you know, you got to guess it, (laughs) 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 who have helped me grow in my craft and I've built great relationships with them. Recently, I joined a program where I've made connections with casting directors who currently are casting many projects. Um, I learn lines very quickly and very professional and and enjoy auditioning, but most importantly, enjoy booking work and being on set. I'm a big believer in never giving up, being a doer and giving my on anything I come across and to... And those are just some of my traits that you'll get with me. Mm. And I wrote that, and I, you know, edited it to whoever I was writing it to, and I sent out maybe like fifty or something. Yeah. Emails. That's but dedication right yeah. there.
1: That's dedication right there. And what we did is from there, um, you know, after we signed with Take Three with Natasha, um, which is still our agent to this yeah. day. Um, after we signed with them, um, we would do auditions for like two years. We were doing yeah. auditions on Dykeman, but right. It so was I, su- I
0: submitted to take three and within like maybe a week or two weeks, I heard back from them yep. and, and I've submitted to a bunch of agencies, but they saw the potential in me. So they yep. made me go out, and I was so excited. Do you remember? I was like, "Oh my god, I got an yeah. audition for an agent!"
1: Yeah, and we signed, and yeah. and but the after we signed, one thing that we were getting annoyed with is every time we do an audition, a fire truck would come by right in the middle, right, or the kids upstairs, or the music, or the fighting outside. Oh my gosh,
0: I had some kids that lived because when we lived on like, when there was these kids. I don't know what they were doing. It was like they were rollerblading, playing basketball, bowling. Like, they were just yeah. doing everything. And it only happened when I had a self-tape. It's like they yeah. knew. They had a camera in my room, and they knew, like, it's time to mess with her yes,
1: shit. Yes, that's, that's what it felt like. Yeah. So I remember one day, you know, um, you know, Ree was feeling like we were getting upset because, you know, we, it would probably take us sometimes four hours to do an audition, yeah, you know? because... I, I, because she's so, a perfectionist. I was Let's I'm keep a perfectionist,
0: but also I was so passionate and I wanted the job so bad that I was like again, I got to do it again because I know I can tweak this little thing that would set the tone of the scene different. Like it was just I was so complex with it that it it took away from my acting in a sense, but I was just like I wanted it to be so perfect that when yeah. they saw it, it was like they were um, they were in awe of my
1: audition. Yeah, as they should. So I remember one day I, I just made some shit up in the air and I said, we're going to move out and we're going to get an apartment. And we were looking for apartments.
0: And we, and we didn't have like a money at this time either. We were, like
1: We were re, so in the midway, one day we were going on the train down to Equinox. And I was taking, w- I would go from uh, 200th Street down to 14th Street with Re on, on a train mm-hmm. to walk her to work, <laughs> which is like an hour. And then I would go back uptown and then come back downtown to get you later. So yeah. one day we were going on our way to Equinox and we the problem we were having, Re would always have auditions and she had to find people to cover for her. Yeah. So it took so much time and energy to get coverage for her shift that by the time we did the audition, she barely had time to focus on her craft and it was getting in the way. Yeah. So one day we were on our way to Equinox and we were going to the village and we were on the train and we started crying because she did not want to go to work. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happened that day?
0: Yes, I do remember. Nate's a crazy man. <laughs> Beware when you approach Nate and get involved with him. He will make you leave <laughs> anything. You would tr- you would go cross country if you allowed him to. So we to, were going to get down. You. But... Um, so we were going down and I I was crying because I did not want to go into work and I was just expressing myself. This is minutes before I had to go into my shift, before I had to clock in. And he looked at me, he goes, Just don't go in. Tell him you quit. And I was like, What the I was like, No, that's like you can't do that. It's wrong. Like you I have to go in and I have to do all this and I have to, I have to, I have to. And he was like, You don't have to do anything you don't want to. You like you're choosing to do those things. And I'm like, Okay, so like he finally convinced me after like a bunch of tears. There's like a little park right before, right yeah. across the street. So yeah. I th- that's where we. I think we I sat. did.
1: You went in and you did your shift though, right?
0: No, but I'm saying like yeah. I did go in and do my shift. But after was a, a lot of convincing, I yeah. was like, okay, I'm I said, gonna do it. Job. Yeah, you say you're gonna go in there and you're gonna talk to them. And you're gonna quit your job.
1: Yeah, the reason why I had requit her job. It's because I knew Re was going to become the person she is today. Yeah. I knew it, yeah. and I knew we had shit getting in the way, distractions. we, yeah. we, we, and, we
0: I, and I was and I was saying like we need it because you know this helps us with yes. the 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 payments to whatever it is we yeah. need to fund. And uh, he was like, no, we're going to find another way. And you were
1: very independent. Yeah, and so, I was yeah.
0: I, I always had from like the age of like 14, 15, I always had my own money because I always I always had a job.
1: Yeah, and Re was very independent, and I was like, yo, listen. I'm living with you guys. I'm living mm-hmm. with you. I wouldn't be able to have money in my pocket without living with you. And I was making like $20 an hour training people, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna find a way to make us money. I'll take care of the money. You you take care of acting. It's gonna pay off us, yeah. right? It's gonna be yeah. the best investment we can make. So we quit our job, and then now we're focused even more. Even
0: more. Even more. Yeah. Like, yo,
1: we can knock out two auditions and, in and, a day.
0: And let's, <laughs> and just to give you like a timeline of like, oh maybe she's been booking a bunch of stuff so it was easy no the no. the other the thing that i've booked within that time frame of frame of like him graduating and me quitting that job i booked law and order and it was like a guest starring role or like a, a very small part where i had three lines yeah and that's the only thing and i i made like two thousand dollars from yeah. that and guess and, what and i did with that, that though and yeah and
1: i told the whole world like you were yeah, starring. i know on i know order. but
0: that's what i'm saying yeah he's like <laughs> you got to watch that episode it's her it's her whole face and i'm like okay baby they're gonna wait till like the very end five minutes before the episode ends you gotta stop that and i used to say um, yo
1: you think like that but right you, but yeah it's the way we we how many people act and never get on yeah Order. yeah it's a legendary show right, right? and to
0: have speaking lines that's like big too. and you
1: did very well and i
0: did very well but i but i do remember that's really the only thing i booked within that time that's the frame only thing that yeah. you were like quit it quit it and so, i'm just like oh geez so then know?
1: after she quits her job we go home one day we're doing an audition and um i would wake up in the morning around 4 30 i would drive um i got a the, the owner of my gym actually helped me buy a car he loaned me five thousand mm-hmm. to buy a jeep and then i would pay him off each month yeah so i was running this gym in westchester so i was coming from the hood going into the suburbs where all the successful people were and um, you know, I was working with Judge Judy's family. I was working with the owner of the Giants mm-hmm. family. I was like, "Yo, I was I was making connections," and these and I was a minority, and mm-hmm. these people believed in me, and they I was changing people's lives, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do big things here." So I remember one day coming home, we were doing an audition. I'm like, "And you couldn't stand, you couldn't, you knew it was time to leave mm-hmm. Dykeman. You really never left home. I left home. I never, yeah, I, that, I didn't really have a home. Dykeman growing
0: up. was all I knew. Dykeman was my whole life. Like, exactly. And it's funny that you that you mentioned of you moving, like us moving to Westchester and seeing kind of like that different environment, because when you're living in it, you don't know that it's that it's almost stopping you from achieving your goals. That it's almost like sucking you into the system. You know, you're not conscious about that. You just kind of feel like that's where you're. Program, so, yeah, your program. Yeah, program. Um, Drinking so tap water,
1: doing yeah, all that. So that's crazy. What we did is. One day I come home and I told, you know, I feel bad for Re because I'll go work all day and I'll be associating myself with people and my dreams are kinda coming true at the moment. Then I come home and Re was just stuck in the house all day. No yeah. auditions, nothing. I'm just going stuck. crazy. And I was depressed. Depressed was... and she couldn't stand being in the house. And so one day I'm like, yo, how can I make her feel better? And I'm like, She was like, I was like, How about for you? She's like, I wanna move. And I'm like, All right. So we'll look at apartments every day. And um, I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't know how I was going to pay for an yeah. apartment. No, I didn't
0: yeah, know Yeah, we how. didn't
1: have no money. Yo, we had no money, <laughs> yo. Just I had quit no my credit. Job. <laughs> had, we had no credit, no money. So one day I stood up all night. We were looking, we were looking, and I came across an apartment when I was um, in Westchester. And I went to go see the apartment, and my Joelle was with me, and we went to go see this one apartment. Yo, the apartment was probably as big as my this office.
0: Yeah, it was a studio. like a small it, studio it was a
1: real studio apartment it was a real <laughs> studio apartment so we, we 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 do it um we look at the apartment i fell in love and i was like it was cool you can hear the birds chirping right yeah. and you probably hear the birds chirping right now outside if you can hear the birds chirping right now when i was in this one apartment it was just the birds chirping it was the suburbs and i was like yo i gotta get this apartment so i asked the lady how much is it she she said 1350 I was like, oh man, 1350? She goes, yeah, come back to the office so you can meet Angela, the owner of the building. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the thing, I went to the building, uh, the lady and she goes, Do you like the apartment? I said, Yeah. And I sat down with her and I told her why I want the apartment. And I said, You know, Andrew, it's nice to meet you. I'm a young man who has dreams, and my girlfriend has dreams. And look, we have no credit, but I promise if you let us in this apartment, we won't let you down. We just need the apartment so we, we can get out of the environment mm-hmm. we're in. And we're going to do nothing but videos in there and we're going to do auditions and I'm going to change yeah. people's lives. And we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're not going to disappoint. Yeah. I won't miss rent. Yeah. She looked at me. And she and she she said Nathan, um, I love your energy, Nathan. you, you, you I believe in you. Mm-hmm. She goes, just give me twelve fifty for the apartment. She she took a hundred dollars off the apartment, and she said, don't worry about the credit. Here's the lease, yeah. and she gave me the lease. So yeah. I was like, yo. So I go immediately. I cancel my clients for mm-hmm. the, rest of the day. I go to the. I go to. Well, um, Wow, my heart is beating out. I know, my This too. is beautiful. This is, this is, is such a beautiful thing. I can't thing. believe
0: that we, we actually, came this freaking and I just, far, I bro. just kind of want to say too, there's a lot of things that you... that Because we don't want it to go so long, this podcast, we're definitely going to make another one, but there's so many times where that there was so many moments where we hit like roadblocks or dead ends and it was like... We were just in it together all the time, regardless of what was happening. Like when we got the apartment, we had to move out on our own. Yeah. Like it was just like the craziest we thing. Like nothing came easy. We were going yeah.
1: to supermarkets when we wanted to get us in shape, right? Because mm-hmm. I I graduated at three hundred pounds. I, I injured my spine, so I needed to lose the mm-hmm. weight. So we would go to on the one train to the Bronx, get food hold it in boxes, come back on a train Mm -hmm. with those boxes of food, right? And it was hot out, people were going to the pools, people were going to adventure parks, Mm -hmm. people were going on vacation, and we were grinding. We were sacrificing and grinding, yeah. So I come home, I get re- we go back to the apartment. I show the apartment. She falls in love. I, I, the smallest and, apartment. Yeah, it but, was
0: so small. We're gonna show the video. Yeah, I have I have a video of the apartment.
1: All right, good. So we're, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you'll see the apartment. But we went, we got the apartment, and then we had to move. And then none of our family members helped us move. We we did everything on our, yeah. our ourselves. And then your dad, as a gift, got us our bed, and yeah. then your mom, as a gift, got us our sofa. Yeah. And then we literally made the the house. Um, a bed sofa tv a a small little corner of where i made the office Mm -hmm. the kitchen was a kitchen half kitchen half recording studio
0: right for my auditions
1: for your auditions and that we also record a couple youtube videos there videos and then i I started finally lean my fat loss program in there and And in the
0: back room we i bought this chalk stick this like stick wallpaper for that was like for chalk and we stuck it at the back room and he would make his YouTube videos there because he would
1: And it was a little room going into the bathroom. It was a short little room. It was was probably like like 100 square feet. Yeah. And we we re-put up this thing and I'm like, I'm going to make videos here. And then we'll... Anytime... Um, and then I started to work more and more, get more mm-hmm. clients and, you know, grow. And then you got the, was that the time you got the T-Mobile commercial with Jay Balvin? Or was that before this?
0: Yeah. No, no. I had the T-Mobile commercial when with we J moved Balvin. to yeah. yeah. Because, um. So uh, because I, I did get an agent for TV and film, and then, uh, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Anna, who was the program runner of Urban Arts, the nonprofit, I kept in touch with her all these years. She's like a mentor to me. She helps me with whenever I need any help and advice on stuff. Um, so Jesse Eisenberg knew this agent, and he was like, hey, if you want to do commercials, you know, why don't you meet this agent? I'll put in a really good word for you. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. So I went in for this agent, which I'm no longer with anymore, but I went in with this for this agent. And the first audition she sent me out, she was like, She gave me a paper. She's like, Read this. Okay, you're great. Okay, you're phenomenal. I'm going to send you to an audition tomorrow. Uh, it's T Mobile. Um, yep. And this is your call time. And then we'll we'll see. We'll go from there. And so I was like really excited. I and went we, the were we, were we were moving. To we
1: were bur- still moving. We were still moving.
0: I do remember. We were still moving. And it, like halfway through the moving process, I had to stop, go to the T Mobile audition, which was now we had to, now, we had to take a Metro North train, which yeah. was a lot more expensive than the one train at yes. the too, which was crazy. How much
1: was it? Was it eight fifty or nine fifty? Nine
0: twenty five. Nine twenty
1: five for regular for regular
0: one way and then it was busy. twelve twelve like, fifty yeah. for like rush yeah. hour time.
1: Yeah. So it I was remember crazy. That. So and, 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 and shout said, out to your mom, because your mom came through yeah, she for helped us me. And, and got us a month and a we, and, pass. and we probably asked your parents probably for one or two things in, yeah. f- in six years right Yeah. um a little fly. because we wanted to really get it on our own it wasn't ego it yeah. was just like we wanted to just know what it was like to build our own empire you know because we knew if we learned how to do it then we we can do it forever yeah All Right. yeah so, so yeah you you got the audition so
0: i got i got the audition and um so I got the audition that was like one of the first things I booked like yep. moving as we were moving in. So we kind of felt like this apartment was already, already opening doors yep. that we needed. Like we needed a change of environment to kind of create that, that energy around yep. us that we carried yep. outside of that.
1: And then, um, I was able to do like the first real things given in my family history know, with crazy. my parents together and my brothers yeah. and we, we had them come up and, um,
0: my they stepdad
1: was, was able to be there. He just yeah, passed away, yeah. but he was there too, you know? and
0: There was a lot of first in that apartment. Like we lot. had our first Christmas, just me our and you. Our first
1: Christmas there. We got we a, a, remember we went shopping Christmas for our Christmas tree. tree? Yeah. little ass Christmas tree, but it was a world to us. We didn't even
0: know where, where to fit it either because right. the apartment was so, so small. small. We was like, where the hell do we put this?
1: It was blocking half of the TV yeah, when we blo- watched half TV. Half of
0: the TV and half of the entrance <laughs> of exactly. the apartment because it was like in this odd place. By the front door and the TV exactly. quote unquote, living room
1: area. So when we got in this apartment, we were grinding because there were no more distractions. Mm-hmm. There were no more people uh yelling outside, fighting. We mm-hmm. so we moved our from our environment because our environment was getting in the way. It
0: was it was a toxic environment. Yeah. Like you I went back not so long ago and I could not believe that I came out of that. Yeah. Like it was it. I was so appalled. I was like, I can't believe yeah. that people s- are still living in that same apartment. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad still lives there and stuff. But I'm just like, it's so crazy.
1: When you're from the ghetto, it's very important that we. Yeah. And and, and, and we're, but we were victims, right? We were victims yeah, to no, the system. But it's very important to disengage with the ghetto and go to like the good neighborhoods. Right. So I was recently talking to a client. And they started exercising, and they walk around the ghetto where they live. And I said, "Don't do that no more. Get on a train, take a ten minute train ride, go to Central Park, and do it. Because when you get around different environments, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It, it, it's not downplaying the ghetto. Ghetto mm-hmm. made us who we yeah. are today. But when you disengage with low energy, yeah. and you go to high energy, and then you go back to low energy, you're like whoa,
0: you're more aware.
1: You're like, yo, I, I don't know yeah. if I could be around that energy. Right. So." Uh, so now we're in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the apartment and everything is going pretty well. And, but at the time I only wanted Rita to worry about just acting. Mm-hmm. This is like a year, two years that we just focus on her acting and we're going hard. So I had to do a lot more work to support mm-hmm. us. So now I'm doing a lot more training to support us, support. We got a new car, Yeah. um, because the old car was breaking down on us. Oh so gosh, I got a new yeah. car. Um, and we were doing these things and on the way of doing these things, like I said, this made me more of an entrepreneur because we would get all, um, contracts. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to read the contracts. I had to learn. That's when I read the contract with your first agent kind of forced you within the second year with her because the contract in fine print says, if you didn't decide within 14 days, you automatically are resigned. Read, yeah. And I learned how to yep. read contracts. So then that's when I became, I was like, yo, if I don't become the businessman that the world's trying to make me, we're going to get effed over. Yeah. So I learned on how to build credit. I learned on how to build a business in Westchester for this gym. And we were growing. And I remember one day um, I, I uh, came home and we was going through this sad, yeah. moment because, because like, you were just stuck although, in the house right, all day
0: like i like again i had the high i booked the t-mobile commercial i felt like everything was going good but then i had auditions and i wasn't getting anything and yeah. i was going in and i was spending all this money on these this metro north now i was triple yeah. the, the price of a regular you know mta uh t- you know ticket and so i was like really bummed out and and then he would be gone all day and then the only time he would come home is you know for maybe lunch if that and or it would be really late at night and And i was six minutes away and we were six minutes away from the gym so yeah so and i was just alone in that studio apartment and you kind of feel like these walls are closing in on you sometimes like there's there was nothing i felt like there was nothing for me to do because i would have if we wanted to make a youtube video it was like i had to wait for you because it was our youtube video our our youtube channel so I kind of felt so lonely. And, and all I did was go on social media nonstop. Yeah. So it what was, did we do?
1: Do you remember I, what we did I, to I, get you out this?
0: No, I do. But I remember like I remember you coming home and me crying. And then I was like, maybe I need a job again. And maybe I need yeah. to do this again. And and I don't know if I got...
1: So this is what we did. I, I used to come home. And I, I purposely remember these stories because mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about yeah, it one yeah. day. I, I came home one day and I was exhausted. And we was... When I say... Like I'd rather be the one going through the pain than you because like I'm used to pain from childhood, yeah. you know, and I and I have I, I have this ability to switch that over really quick.
0: Yeah. I remember I used to. <laughs> I remember. Wait, I don't think you know, but I remember every time I used to clean the dishes, I would cry. I'd be like, "Who is my life coming to?" Yeah, like, I know. And then I would finish like, the dishes. You're no being a fucking housewife. <laughs> yeah, because I I wasn't like you know. I love doing housewife kind of things, but. That's not what that's I. Would, not, that's not no. who I am, you mm-hmm. know. So I remember I, I would cry over the sink and stuff and be like, "Yo, I, I'm gonna be a freaking actress! I swear this is not gonna be my fucking life. I don't care." So and I, I like literally, and then after I would do the dishes, I would like go into the living room. Yeah. and there was nothing else for me nothing. to do, so cleaning became something that I was like obsessed with.
1: Yep, that's true. Yeah, but so what we did is I come home one day and she's like, just like crying and she's down and usually my talks get her back up Mm -hmm. and nothing was working bro there was times where i'll come home from working like 10 hours of coaching people and i was coaching Ree for the next three four hours right yeah and then we'll get an audition after that and then we'll go in the kitchen and do an audition so i'm up i I just worked for 16 hours straight right (laughs) so i remember one day Ree was crying and um I, nothing was working. And then I said, okay, what do you think this is the solution? She goes, well, maybe I just need to get a job. I want to know what it's like to have money in my pocket, mm-hmm. like my own money. And I was like, okay. So we, you know, she gets a job down the block at an all-woman's gym. Mm-hmm. And before taking her in the job, um, I went to drop her off and I was going to go to work. And she started crying. And I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. And I was like, listen, go in there, you do your, your um, interview. interview. And here's what's going to happen: you're going to go in there, you're going to do your interview. Whatever they're offering you, I'll pay you more, and you'll work with me. If if it's about you having money mm-hmm. and independence, I'll pay you. Now, guys, I don't know how I was going to pay her, because I barely yeah. was making money, but yeah. I was going to make a way. Yeah. So- but I,
0: I ended up going, they paid me like 11 an hour, which is probably like the most I've ever made in the yeah. part time. But it wasn't only about the money too. It was just about talking to, talking with people because-
1: you stuck in the house all day. I was day. stuck
0: in the house all day. I wasn't talking to anybody. At this point in my life, you know, in our lives, I didn't have any friends because my friends were so, or my, you know, ex-friends, whatever- past friends were stuck in that same mindset and they weren't growing. So I couldn't, I couldn't, there was no, I couldn't relate to them anymore. So it was like, even if I reached out to them to just talk to them, I was kind of like, there was, there was nothing to talk about. There was nowhere to go with conversations. So I didn't have anybody that was at the time, in my almost like in my same shoes trying to strive for something better than their current situation yeah.
1: and to be honest with you we didn't really have friends
0: yeah we didn't really because have friends people like,
1: felt especially like because people felt pressured yeah we pressure. came around them we were so or like big if dreamers we, yeah you know? and if
0: and if we like for me if i did something to like better myself growing up where i grew up people would instantly say like i just told nate this people will call you like oh you hollywood now like you so hollywood yeah. Kind of trying to say, like, oh, you think you're better than us. But it's not. I was, I was trying to better myself, to better my career, to make something out of myself. And I never once sat there and told somebody, like, yeah, I'm better than you because I never felt that way. But yeah. they they felt that way Insecurity. because of insecurities of themselves. And yeah. I guess they didn't feel like they had it in them to change, you know? Yeah. So, I couldn't relate to you. So I was like, maybe this job, I can yeah. talk, make some new friends. Maybe yeah. they have the same mindset.
1: So Re goes into this job. It goes pretty well like for like mm-hmm. a, a nice month. And while she's there for the month, right, <laughs> yeah. um, she goes into the job. She's in it for the month. And um, one day, it was a snowstorm. And a snowstorm, I had a two-wheel Honda and, uh, and I couldn't take her, right? It was yeah. crazy. So one of her uh, coworkers came, they picked her up, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to go into work. And what I started noticing is she'll start her shift at like six, right? And I'll get home at six. And then she didn't want to leave. And she would just be mad upset the whole day because she had work that day. Mm-hmm. And one day she goes into work and then she comes home and she's crying. And I'm like, yo.
0: Here I go again, crying, jeez."
1: I said, yo, you're going to go in there and you're going to go quit. Yeah, because
0: I said, well, one of the two, one of the first things that happened like a a week within working in that job, this lady comes in, this, you know, lady who was uh, a part of, (laughs) who was working out at the gym and she's like, are you two sisters? And it was like me and this, my, my coworker. And I'm just like, no, we're not sisters. But it was, it was like, it was the weirdest thing. And I, you know, at that job I had to pick up towels after people and sometimes they would like be so rude about it. Yeah. And you they knew just, you were better than I that. And I was better than that. And I was like, yeah. don't talk to me in that way because yeah. I'm about to be
1: somebody big. So, like, you,
0: If you knew who I was, yeah. you wouldn't talk to me that way. So
1: so the we were in the suburbs where we were minorities. It was yeah. a white suburbs yeah. we was in, right? So that's why this white woman mm-hmm. came in and saw a Mexican girl. Which was her coworker, and then a Puerto Rican and Dominican. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know anything about race, and you're just an outsider, and you just see two Hispanic women, you wouldn't know that one's Mexican, one's Dominican, mm-hmm. Puerto Rican. Uh, so the lady assumed that they were related, yeah. and it was it made her feel it would make it, it
0: just made me feel so uncomfortable of course. and like it just made me f- just the way she said it was like kind of like she was so she didn't care yeah. like you know what i mean and like it not, didn't it didn't cross her mind to acts yeah. she kind of just assumed
1: yeah and, and 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 this doesn't go against like oh they were racist where we're from no 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 the lady just didn't know any yeah, better she didn't know any better we we were in a community where we got love uh, yeah, let's yeah, not no, get that yeah, messed that's what I'm up it large Marinette. That, that's
0: what i'm saying but what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is is at that job, that was that one like little education I was like, "Eh." and then, you know, some people would be rude like with a towel situation. I'm like, okay, and I knew that this job wasn't for me. Like I knew that it was taking more energy out of me than giving me the energy I was seeking.
1: Yeah, you know. So, so what we did from there is one day she comes home, she crying, and I'm like, "Look, you're gonna go in there. You're gonna give them two week notes. You're, you're quitting." And, and I, she goes, "Why? What? You know? How can I tell him?" I said, "Here's what you're gonna tell them. You're gonna tell them that you just became a serious regular on a yeah. TV show."
0: So right. So <laughs> I I said, "I'm not I'm not gonna quit because I I don't know what to tell them." And he's like, "Well, tell them." that you booked the show that now you're moving because you gotta film this show. And I'm like, But babe, there is no show. Like what if they ask what show is it? Well yeah. what, you know, what if they wanna know more answers? And he's like, Just tell them you can't give that those answers because confidentially under you're under contract. You yeah. you signed an NDA and I'm like, Okay, that's true, that's true. And a little bit of fear creeped in, but now at this point I wasn't as fear for anymore because I we've kind of already been through a lot. But yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, fine, I'm gonna do it. Like it's, lit. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna she write went this. in,
1: she did it, and she then did. when she got back, and I said, okay, now we're gonna create your own job. Yeah. You remember that? And yeah. I said, this is your job. Every day when you wake up, you're deleting Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Every day when you wake up, you're gonna read a biography about an actor mm-hmm. or a producer or something in acting. And you're gonna learn how long it took them to be, the, and all and, their journey, on, and all the trials and errors they mm-hmm. had to become who they are. That's number one. So, we got her go on Amazon. We got books for you. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Number two, you must exercise for an hour a day. Number three, you must watch an interview or interviews of actors. Mm-hmm. And you did that. The girl from uh, Superstory. I remember I used to yeah. always come in, and the America girl, the, and the other show that you used to watch from the girl um, on Netflix, Jane.
0: Oh, oh, Gina Rodriguez. G- yeah, Gina Which, Rodriguez. Uh, I know Gina. Hey, Gina.
1: Yeah, used, <laughs> she used to watch all their auditions, right? So that's, that's another thing we did. We made you do that. And then the last thing I said, you're not. So we deleted Instagram. We bought books instead. We watched interviews. You had to do an hour of exercise a day or walk. And mm-hmm. when you walked, you were not allowed to listen to sad music. I said, I you're know. cutting that shit out. So we started to get her to listen to a lot of Big Sean because Big yeah, Sean Big talks Sean about manifestation. Manifest- yep. Russ, Russ. This is when Russ' album just came yeah. out, and we we were on him on his own music, his old music as well, and he talked about how he was going to manifest things into mm-hmm. his life. And that's what you did. And within like two, three weeks, we becomes a serious regular on the show called The Birch, which is mm-hmm. first, Facebook's uh, first, one of Facebook's first TV series. TV series, yeah. So she goes to Portland. She goes, films this show. Yeah. We go to Portland together. And,
0: and as soon as I booked it, I was like, oh, just in case if you guys are interested in the show that I had to quit my job over, it was this one, but it really wasn't. But it felt good to have something to yep. kind of like show for it, yep. I guess.
1: So- we manifested that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Rego, she films it. I come back. I'm telling everybody at work, like, yo, I told you she was gonna be an act. I told you, yeah, she's doing TV show, mm-hmm. you know, something like, you know, like <laughs> because when I was going to work and Ree would come to work with me sometimes, uh, people used to always ask, like, Oh, what is she? and I'm like, yo, she's gonna be a big time actress when they watch, watch. Yeah. So uh re does her TV show, she comes back, and then she goes on a drop for like a month or two and she felt alone. So one day I come home and I say to her, I'm like you think it will make you feel a little better if I get you a dog? And we started looking for dogs and we wanted to rescue a dog. Mm -hmm. And we were calling rescue places and being on wait lists. And you have to pay money to be on a wait list to rescue a dog. And then what we found out is that the building we were in not only didn't allow dogs, but they didn't allow uh, bullies.
0: Bullies. And and in rescues, especially in New York, that's the kind of dog you're getting. Exactly. A lot of people give those dogs up.
1: So we were like, oh, we were hurt. So one day... Um, we go down to my best friend's crib in, in Philly and mm-hmm. we go visit and I was telling him, I was like, we're trying to get Ria a dog, you know, when yeah. she, so when we're not there you know, she has a comfort buddy. And then uh, Erica, which was on the podcast before, Erica mm-hmm. was like, yo, you should look into some golden doodles, man. Golden doodles are beautiful dogs.
0: I never heard of a golden doodle we before. We didn't hear nothing. about the
1: name, but we knew a golden doodle because my manager's dog yeah, was yeah, a golden yeah. doodle, Charlie. Yeah, sure. Charlie yeah. So we went to Martha's Vineyard the, year, bef- the, the mm-hmm. year before that and we were hanging out with my manager's dog, who was like 14 years old and he was he was a loving dog and i was a little like
0: oh man but he's so sweet i was like
1: what what are these dogs she's yeah. like it's a golden doodle so she was like look at these golden doodles so we look at golden doodles and i'm like yo we want to get a golden doodle yeah so we go home the next day i call the place to get the golden doodle um it was gonna cost me uh it was cheap because was like i'll tell you why it was cheap it was 650 $6. 50. i didn't have the money so i was like yo look why don't you ask your mom to give us the money yeah. i get paid next week and i'll pay your mom back and your mom gave us the money. Mm-hmm. We're on a. We go to Petco. Go, we go get all the the stuff for a puppy. In my mind, I'm like, Yo, how the fuck am I gonna take care of a puppy now? Yeah. Like I could barely even take care of us, but I'm like, you know what? I'll make it work. Right. Faith. Right. So <laughs> we get in a car. Before we get in a car, I call the owner of my building. Now, Anthony, who was he's a, he's a nephew of the owner of the building. Um, Anthony became to be one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I call Anthony. I'm like, Yo, Anthony. Um, you think your uncle is gonna let us let us have a dog? I heard by law you can have a dog under 30 pounds if he's a uh, support animal. A support
0: animal, yeah.
1: I call his uncle. His uncle's a scary guy. His uncle's like, <laughs> absolutely not. And this was an hour before driving down he to go get and the his dog. His uncle
0: never smiles. Never <laughs> smiles
1: or nothing. So he hangs up the phone. We crying, and I was yeah. about to start crying too. I'm not gonna lie. It was two years ago. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, I have this dog waiting for us, and yeah. You know, we, we brought were, all like, the stuff. We were
0: already in the car, and we bought the stuff, and we were like on our way. To we was gonna go, go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. We
1: going to Pennsylvania. It was a four hour drive. Yeah. And then his uncle calls me back, and he goes, "You know one thing? I got a secret." I'm like, "What's that?" He goes. Everybody thinks I'm a mean guy, but I'm actually a really nice yeah, guy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, where's this conversation going? He goes, Nate, my nephew loves you. My whole family loves you. You you guys came into the building. You guys are big dreamers. He was like, I can't say no to you guys. Yeah, Get the dog. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. We got in a car. We went we down. Went, the reason oh, why we no got Milo, Milo, because Milo was actually a part of something called an Amish puppy mill. Yeah. and basically it was not cool
0: yeah like so we, we didn't know prior to going like when we pulled up we saw these we kids confused, like yo. hurting these horses, horses. and then like a five year old yeah and like they were like freaking cropping like mining I don't know it was just a bunch of stuff that was happening we were like where did we turn like yeah
1: it was it, it was, was it was crazy. They so, had
0: so we uh, we pulled up into the driveway and, and they had the puppies, all the puppies separated from the mom, and the puppies were in the farm, like where yeah, you keep the pigs and the horses, yeah, yeah and the, in the in the barn. Oh.
1: So they let the puppies go. We had a picture of Milo. We knew which one we wanted. We couldn't find Milo, and then come to find out, Milo was like sitting behind us, like shy. Yeah,
0: he was so quiet. He was sitting down.
1: And we picked him up, we was like, "This is," and his name on the website was. Oh what. No, that was outside. The, his name on the website was I forgot his name on the website. Marley. Marley was his name. Marley. He's like, Is this Marley? So we picked him up and we took him. And the Marley day Marley is
0: such a cute name. The though. day
1: we got Milo was the day that we booked.
0: So no, version. so on our way driving, we were already into the drive, maybe like maybe an hour, almost an, an hour. hour, and I get a call from my agent and then she's like, Hey, um, so she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, mom, why wait to get a dog? You know, whatever, whatever. And then she's like, well, I have some news for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it? She's like, you booked the role of Rosa in the 40-year-old version. And it was my first feature film booking ever. And yeah. I was just like over the moon. I'm like having the best day ever i'm like i'm about to get a dog and i just booked like a movie and it's so great meanwhile nate is in the driver's
2: side
0: side because he's like great so i'm gonna have to take care of this dog myself but you know like that's what was going through his mind but i i was like so so happy because i'm like oh my gosh yeah this is my first movie booking ever like things are looking up again you know um, yeah, so
1: we get we get Milo. We're driving back. Ree's holding Milo. Milo's crying because he's, he's having separation anxiety yeah. from his brothers and sisters. I'm driving up. I'm lost. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. I got to take care of a puppy. I'm taking care of this gym. And then at the same time, and I actually paying, started-
0: He's paying all the rent. He's paying everything at this point because- Again, I I, we I I was hustling. We I didn't have dream. a job, and he was taking care of everything. And then whatever money I got from my parents, like I would be like, oh, can you put this towards the rent, or can you put this towards something? And he wouldn't allow me to, so he would just be like, okay, we're going to the grocery store. You get some food for the house, but it really wasn't that. It was yeah. really just and for my and she toe. barely.
1: We didn't ask Like we said We we her, we her weren't calling She We never yeah, called I her Yeah I never called we like didn't have dad, parents That she can yeah. call and be Like hey I need a thousand dollars Yeah you know no. We didn't do that
0: My dad like if he had If he knew he was like In the green or whatever However you call it He would He'll send, send like, me Like 50 bucks there. All the time And he won't tell me Like I wouldn't know I had those 50 bucks in yeah. it Like I would just Well of,
1: her dad actually Did that for us The two years we were living At the house yeah, And we had no leave, money
0: He would leave $20 Every morning he
1: left $20 for us To get coffee And enjoy our day Mm-hmm. every morning every morning and then sometimes we'll wake up and he'll send us like a hundred dollars saying go enjoy your weekend like yeah yeah He he's
0: the real MVP yo
1: yo he, <laughs> he really is yo like this most this.
0: oh MVP most valuable player <laughs> you scratch that you put most valuable parent
1: your mom's <laughs> nah. gonna kill you
0: no I, no, I know <laughs> no I was come on man you know I'm just making jokes so Jeez, I love you
1: <laughs> so what we did is um we we, we get to her her um movie and at the same time i just started dream fit mm-hmm. right uh dream fit where dreams and fitness come true where i started to train clients outside of my gym in new york city on my days off mm-hmm. so i was working seven days a week and um after doing this for a long time and grinding and grinding uh december comes and i come back home exhausted i woke up i used to wake up at like 3 30 and i used to go to new york city at four get there at 4 30 train my first client at five and end my day at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and then drive back up and then start my day again the next day at four and i remember one day i came home and i was so exhausted and this is grinding and grinding and re comes to me i have an audition and anytime we i would do the auditions with re i would do my motivational speeches to read to make sure we was like staying focused and um she's like, i have an audition mm-hmm. and she gives me the script and i read it and i was freaking tired I did not want to do it. I'm like, when does it do it? She was like, tomorrow. I was like, damn, that means we got to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and it was Saved by the Bell. It was mm-hmm. a reboot. Saved by the Bell, yeah. And I was like, wow. this is. I was like, we're going to book this shit. Yeah. And I looked at you, and I read the character, and I said, you want to know why we're going to book it? And we was already. Ree, like I just Ree's kind of ready. already knew. Ree yeah, was I was ready. ready.
0: And I kind of already. Like from the moment I read the script, I already made these crazy connections or how I felt. That's like the character. Every script. Every yeah. Script. But for this one, there was like a seamless flow that happened. Like it was like i already knew what she was gonna wear like i already yes. knew how this character would say this word like because essentially it was me almost expressing myself so it was just like this cr- i was just ready for it and but the if, universe knew i was ready
1: if re gets an audition she will tell you what happened to the character that didn't like discuss in the script she's like <laughs> really like so it sounds like this woman woke up this morning a little late than what she usually wakes up and her hair is like this and she i'm like yo you're a beast at this How'd you go that deep and think about that? You know, she really gets into it. So yeah. Ree was already dressed. She was already dressed, ready for the audition. And I read it and I said, babe, you're, you, this is, Daisy's you. This mm-hmm. is who you could have become if you didn't want to be an actor. Yeah, This is you. You're playing some, you're, you're going to be living your second life. Yeah. And we looked at it and we were like blown away. We did this self tape. We sent it in. We didn't hear anything back. They pinned her. They put her on weight. Then she books Blue Bloods. Blue
0: Bloods and yeah. then one
1: day we were in the house. She's like, Yo, I still didn't hear nothing about Say by the Bell. And I said, Babe, I'm telling you right now, I made this shit up. I said, Babe, I'm telling you right now, the reason why you didn't hear him back is because they're waiting for you to get done with Blue, Blue Bloods, Bloods and then they're going to fly you out to LA
0: last piece of paper they have notes a, a notes section and the notes section it said like you know work around saved by the bell and i was like oh that's crazy that they're kind of communicating in this way because you know that that usually doesn't happen yeah. so i send the picture Nay, i think i sent it to you i was like oh my god look what it says on the contract and he's like that's it you booked it you booked it and i'm like <laughs> i didn't like i haven't even flown to la to do the callback he's like no nah, you booked it you booked it. i already know um but oh no yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what said, happened. And I said before yeah.
1: you went, I said when you go on set, somebody's gonna call you like "Saved by the Bell" girl or something like that. Somebody gonna slip up.
0: Yeah, that's what he said. He said somebody's gonna call you "Saved by the Bell." I don't know if nobody called me that. No. Uh, no, but I what did happen was when I got on set, Donnie Wahlberg mm-hmm. was he's the lead of Blue Bloods, and I was talking to him and from him um Marissa who also is the lead on Blue Bloods and the director of that episode they were just in awe of my acting and they were like you're just so good you have like a natural presence like you don't seem like you're acting you really do seem like you're this and i was like oh thank you so much that how long you've been acting so we were talking you know we were making conversations and i told him like hey you know what's really cool i'm going to go out to LA for my first ever big callback which is for Saved by the Bell and he goes oh my gosh my brother Mark Wahlberg is really close friends with Mario Lopez who is on Saved by the Bell yep. so I was like maybe you got, you could put Some in a good word for me yeah. yeah so we made a connection um so it was just really cool kind of it was almost like and Donnie a was circle. a cool guy right Donnie was so cool he, he was cool. like he came up to me randomly and started talking to me in Spanish and he was like uh but you didn't know I could talk in <laughs> Spanish and I was like oh okay I see what did there um but he, he's like just really humbled. He he. He's just so cool as a cool person whatever. So um so I think it was like a full circle moment for me almost like meeting Donnie, knowing he's related to Mark and then yeah. Mark being best friends with Mario and then Mario being on the show. So it was almost like the stars were aligning or like the universe was giving me these kind of subliminal signs of like yeah,
1: yeah girl, you're heading the right
0: way. This is it.
1: So Re goes out um she comes home one day and then they they give her her flight ticket and they flew you first class, right? Yeah. First class.
0: Let me tell you something about first class. Once you experience first class, you
1: can never go back. You can never go back.
0: It's crazy because I, yo, I went and they treated me like royalty. It was like the craziest thing ever. Like. They were like, would you like a wet napkin? Well, um, when you,
1: when you, exactly, the wet napkin thing. I was, yeah. I, when they handed me the wet napkin one time, I'm like, what the fuck do I do this? it was like sanitized.
0: I know, me too, me too. <laughs> At first I was like, I was like, oh, you got to like hold it throughout the plane, Like, you know, like this yeah. is like for your mouth. or I don't know. It was, it was, I thought it was for like your mouth after you ate. Yeah. But then they came back around. And I saw they had like these tons and they would pick the wet napkin like from people like yeah. what are you done with yours and it was just to sanitize your hands Yeah,
1: yeah I didn't it was know the that. craziest
0: thing and I was like oh sad
1: well Ri goes out there and I give Re a whole speech before she comes out and I said listen when you go in the audition room you need to tell them your story yeah before you leave that fucking room yeah. they need to know that you're from the bottom yeah and that you're built for this and yeah. you're gonna and you're thankful for the opportunity mm-hmm. and so Re goes in she does the the self. Uh, she does I the do audition. The, I do. So I you killed so, it, right? Yeah.
0: So when I first fly out to for the callback, my flight was super late. So I got to L. A. like maybe twelve midnight, and when I got to the hotel, they were supposed to have. A card on file from saved by the bell from their production team they were supposed to have a card on file for the hotel room right Mm -hmm. because you're always supposed to have one just in case of like i don't know you break something and the guy at the front desk was like i'm sorry we don't have a card on file so we can't allow you into your room and i'm like what do you mean i have an audition tomorrow like you like i'm so tired i I, i'm already like dead and i i called my agents i called natasha because they weren't allowing me into my room Mm -hmm. and i called and i said look They need a card on file and they're gonna put, uh, I think $600 as Uh a hold, Hold, like as a deposit hold or whatever, um, just in case for that purpose of breaking something. And I didn't have $600 in my account, like I had $60, yeah. So I was like, (laughs) I can't put my card on file, like my dad couldn't even put it on file because he he didn't have that money. So I called my agent, Natasha, she's the like this one I'm telling you day one somebody who's gonna hustle for you who believes in you yep. she was like oh my gosh put them on the phone and it was like 3am New York time because she was in yeah. New York and she puts her card on file and I was able to get into my into my uh, room and the whole time I just there was like I felt like I was nervous but then the <laughs> moment I reached LA I wasn't nervous like there yeah. was this moment of like this is mine yeah. like it was so it was the so weird I've never felt it before so yeah. it was so weird to me and it was strange and I was like I feel like I need to be nervous yeah like I was kind of too chilled for this opportunity yeah. and I was like, okay, you got to start getting nervous, that's scary because uh, you might be a little cocky right now or something but it was just like, I kind of felt like this was it, like this yep. is where I was going to end up at.
1: And, uh, and, 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 <laughs> in LA and we never went, we always wanted to go to Los Angeles but mm-hmm. we never did because Rui told me, he's like, look, we're not going to L.A. until I book something. Oh, yeah. I'm only only when my dream comes true. I don't want to go flirt with the city. I want to go there when my dream comes true. And yeah. I'm like, damn. So we was waiting long to go to L.A. <laughs> I'm like, damn, shorty, come on. Yeah, let's go to L.A. I've
0: been waiting for forever. Even from before, before I me. met you, yeah. I was looking into acting classes. And I saw they had an acting class in L.A., like a conservatory, which was like two years of quote-unquote college. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do this because then I'll go to L.A. and it'll be yeah. for acting. But my path never led me there. And I was like, no. Anytime I'm gonna go to LA, it's gonna be for a job, yeah, and it's gonna be for a big job. And I'm gonna end up living there because of that job,
1: yeah. So, we, we were, um, I facetimed her the day of her audition. I'm like, Yo, show me outside, yeah. You was like on a high floor, she had the whole view of yeah, the hills. It was nice. She's in Studio City, which is like right above North Hollywood mm-hmm. in the middle of everything, and right?
0: It, it was like Universal Studios, like where all the rides are, and it was like. Just, like, this crazy experience, like, a girl from, like, Dykeman to, like, go from living in, like, sharing a bed with her dad till she was 15 to finally getting her own little room and then coming to this, you know, then moving into a studio apartment with you and then kind of getting flown out first class because someone is interested in me and playing a character. And you had, like, a... a series uh, like a believed. five-star hotel you yeah, was in it was a five-star hotel i mean they gave like, you
1: money to eat
0: money to it was the it was just it was like amazing i felt like i was like in an alternate universe for a second i was like oh this is what my life would be like and if then, i was an actor I mean,
1: when you were in the um when you were in the waiting room uh mm-hmm. elizabeth berkeley who plays jesse on so, say by the bell comes out to you right? right
0: so when i get in when i so I, I had no idea that i can easily walk now i know because I'm, I'm i live here but i didn't know that i could walk from the hotel to yeah. the the callback to yeah. the audition because I didn't know how close I was. So I was I got an Uber and the Uber didn't even know where to take me. So I was almost gonna be late to this callback. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be late to like the biggest callback of my life, dude. Yeah. Like I was willing to run. So I get to the gate and at the gate I'm talking to one of the, you know, security guys and I say, Hey, do you know? where this uh, building is at. They told me it's inside the Universal Stage. I'm I'm here for the callback. And he goes, yeah, that's going to be like a 12-minute walk if you're walking it. And I only literally had like five minutes. And I was like, I'm going to have to run for dear life so I can make it at my time. But then they had these little go-karts and then I was like, can't you just take me in one of these go karts? And he goes, no, we are not allowed because it's only like personnel, like workers. And then the guy, like I expressed to the guy, I was like, look, please, I won't say anything. I'll pretend I work here if you just allow me in this cart and take me to the thing. And he goes, all right, man, fucking, fucking, get in, get in, get in. And like he took me in the cart. and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I see people like walking, people are waving this. And it was like this crazy experience because in Universal Stages, you see, all the shows that they're filming and you see these big posters of like movies you grew up seeing and, you know, actors and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't believe I was there. It was like this surreal experience, this out-of-body experience. So I finally get there and I'm like, oh, I made it just in time. I got the go-kart ride, whatever. And I'm sitting in the waiting room and I'm the first person in there and I'm sitting and this lady, this uh, this lady comes in and then she's like, hi, are you Huskiri? And I was like, yeah, I'm Huskiri. She goes, I'm Julie. And I was like, Right. I immediately made that connection. Julie's yeah. the casting director yeah. behind this whole thing and I was like, Oh my gosh, hi And she was like, Can I just say you are phenomenal? And while she's talking to me about this, more girls start coming in because yeah. you know it's a callback. So they, they maybe called back ten other girls. And all these girls are listening to Julie. the ca- The head casting director kind of gush over yeah. me and my performance. She was like, "When I saw your self tape, you just w- you were glowing on screen." The self tape
1: you- that we made in our kitchen at ten o'clock at night. The self tape
0: that we made in our kitchen. Well, not at night. It was it was still daylight, but it was it was late though. Because remember, it was it was it was late. Really? If you see the self tape? Yeah. It was it was it was probably like six, maybe like six p.m. When you look back, yeah, it was it was daylight. You came in You came in around like a lunch break, I think.
1: Got it. I don't yeah, know. I know. I know I was I know. tired as hell that we day. We did. Though. We
0: had another one. Uh, we had a, I was so, tired as hell. We had a call back right, for, for this same mm-hmm. thing. But, okay, so I go in there, and she's gushing over me about this, and I don't know how to feel. And I'm like, for a moment, I kind of wanted her to stop because I felt bad for all the other girls who are listening in because I said if I was one of them, I wouldn't want to hear <laughs> ca- the casting yeah. director kind of speak so highly about this actor Mm -hmm. I would feel like my chances are slim to none at that point yeah um but I so I I was just like oh thank you so much thank you yeah 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 and I'm just trying to focus in and and like not let anything distract me I didn't want to let anything get to me and I just kind of wanted to be so grounded in that moment of like character wise um, and then I, I, I'm like, oh, I got to pee. Let me just go pee real quick. So I get up and I go pee. And as, I coming, as I'm coming out the bathroom, that's when I see Elizabeth. And we run to each other in the hallway. And she goes, oh, my God, how scary! And I was like, I'm like, dude. These people know my freaking name. They know yeah. who I am. Like it was the craziest thing. And she's like, cool. "Can I just say that when I saw your self tape, I told everyone to stop what they were doing. I don't care what self tape they were watching. That they had to see you. They had to see your self tape." And I was like, yeah. "Really?" And she's like, "Yes. You were just, you are Daisy. When I as soon as I saw you on screen, it's it yelled Daisy." Wow. And I was like, "She was just like again, like telling me all these great things about my performances uh, in that self tape audition, that." It, it was almost over, overwhelming for me that I told her, I was like, can you just please stop for a second? Like I literally told her to stop because it was just so overwhelming for me and I I was like on the verge of crying and I was like, wait, I, I have an audition to still do. I still have a job, a mission to complete. So then she was like, oh my God, yes, of course you have to like get in your zone. I, I get it, I get it. And then she leaves and she goes into the, the audition room and I'm sitting there and then the moment that they called me, I... I was I was still trying to feel those nerves yeah. but they weren't there. And then I walked into the room and then when I I was just so ready to yeah. get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: That I felt like I I got it I already had done it and I'm just like doing it again yeah. just for like I don't know security purposes or yeah. something for safety reasons. And I went in and there was like 7 maybe 8 people in the room and they they were introducing me to everybody and I'm like okay okay. And then I just start performing, and yeah. it felt so natural to me, and it yeah. felt like that connection was just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, I, oh, and then hold on, and then Daisy has a monologue kind of um, where she's talking about like the odds being put against her and yeah. how she doesn't get the same opportunities and all this stuff. And every time I say that, and I've I've said this in multiple interviews, but every time I say that, I always every time i said that monologue i i genuinely cried because it was like i was seeing it as myself too exactly. so as soon as i was done with that first scene where daisy's like talking about that i look up and literally everyone in the room is crying they're like in tears like oh my god and like the cameraman is like fucking tear eyed and yeah. the person behind the computer is looking at me with tear tear-eyed, and then um and Tracy was pregnant at this time and she's sitting I think Tracy was in the room yeah she was pregnant and she's teared eyed, like and I'm just like everyone was crying and I knew immediately that there was like some kind of connection that was made yep. um and before I left though like you said you told me to tell them and they were like thank you so much for coming whatever and I was like can I just say one thing and that's when I expressed myself and I was like I was like, if this ends right here, right now for me, I'm just so thankful because I've never made it this far in my career. Like I've always wanted to be in a place like this. People never make it, not even to a callback from a self, like not even like to anything basically from where I grew up at, from the hood, nobody ever makes it out. Like I'm the first one to experience this, which is so crazy. And they were like, like I don't know. I guess they just kind of loved that I was able to express myself, and they kind of got a little background story of who I am. And yep. I guess that's when they truly saw that I was Daisy yep. because how Daisy, how they, how they wrote Daisy, how she grew up in a in a you know low income neighborhood, and she comes from a yeah. single mom or whatever. Um, so they knew that I was I was the day the Daisy
1: for them. yeah. And the reason why I told you to say these things and mm-hmm. like express your story and tell these things is because. What makes me different than anybody else mm-hmm. is my story, yeah. right? And sometimes people need to understand; they don't know who you are until they understand your story. Yeah. And I thought, like, yo, you need to go in there and tell your story. Yeah. And you come back. Basically, we're not gonna tell the whole story. What happened? Uh, like the craziness that yeah. happened. But you found you were supposed to find out in seven days. Um, if you were gonna book it, and uh, you landed on Wednesday, and I said they're gonna call you Friday night, and they're gonna let yeah. you know. And they called you Friday night. You booked it. We went crazy. Um, you end up
0: like my dad likes to say the other day when he when he came to a visit. He was like, "Yo, not for nothing, Nate. Not for nothing, but you psychic, bro. You you real psychic." <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like he would say stuff, and it would literally like. It would happen. It's the it's the weirdest thing. Like yeah, it is he would very weird. literally. He even knew when the show was gonna air. He was like, "It's gonna air around Thanksgiving," and I was like, "Babe, how? Do you, no one knows when it's gonna air. Like we Peacock doesn't even know." And I recorded it, and he was like, "I just I sense it." Nah, he, didn't do, it. he that. Didn't do that. <laughs> but he was like i sense it like i know it's gonna air anyways
1: it came out the day after thanksgiving the day
0: after thanksgiving yeah, yeah
1: and i said that's the perfect time to do yeah. it and they it, it, they didn't know when it was coming out right because yeah. you got finish filming in september yeah. so
0: but he knew that i was gonna get the call and i knew he was gonna Friday. get the call
1: i was waiting with my phone yeah. it was around like 8 30 i was like yeah. they're gonna call you you're gonna book it so they call me they she books it now i'm like damn what am i gonna do yeah. yeah and that's when it hit me i'm like damn she's going to la so we came to la i took two weeks off work we moved into the apartment when i came out here i did not want to go back to new york mm-hmm. and i was like my calling is telling me to come out here for some mm-hmm. gut reason but now i had all my fear come on mm-hmm. like well if you leave this business the business is gonna close yeah. and then what's gonna happen is um you're gonna let a whole bunch of people down and yeah. that that was a pressure on me it wasn't fear It was more pressure yeah and i was like i wish i could just do work here like I could bring my clients here. I went back to New York. I was like depressed for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, it's and great
0: because we were we've been working for something for so, so long, long that to finally get it, it was kind of like oh shit, yeah. You know, it was like an oh shit moment. It was like, all right, more now sacrifices. we got more sacrifices, but now we gotta adjust. Like it's not like a thirty minute train ride; it's a six Six-hour hour flight. plane. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I left re and me and milo was in new york yeah. for about like i think Re and i were not together for four weeks and then uh she, the movie she did Forty O version got picked up in sundance mm-hmm. so we flew to sundance i flew to uh, utah um and she met me there and then we hung out for mm-hmm. 24 hours and then yeah. we departed and we didn't see each other for two more weeks i come yeah. And then after that, I was like, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think yeah. I'm, a, I, I can't do this and it, shit. It
0: wasn't easy. It was hard. Like it was not the easy. time, the time, the three hour time difference was B-
1: bad because bad. when I was finishing my day, we were still in midday when yeah, my midday, day was done. Right.
0: And I was still at work. Like we were, we started production. Like I was filming and, it's like the first season, so everybody's like all over the place. You know, it was yeah. it was so crazy. And then
1: when my day would start, she was sleeping. Sorry. my yeah. <laughs> day my day would start at five thirty. She it was two thirty. Yeah. So and then I had the puppy and the puppy. He's a mommy's boy, so he's not knowing what you know. My dog yeah. loves me, but he loves Re. Like that's his mom. Yeah. Like he, he just was loves re. my poor
2: boy.
1: So we like yo, I don't know what to do. And then um, I, I had this call to adventure. So every day I woke up and I was like, it was a dark place for me. I was like, yo, I'm telling you, L. A. I don't I didn't want I didn't like LA when I first came. Yeah. But I had a gut feeling like I had to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm like my gut is telling me and I hate when my gut tells me something cuz I know it's more right than my brain.
2: Yeah.
1: And then coronavirus comes. Yeah. And then when coronavirus came, I was like I right, I go to LA to quarantine for 2 weeks. Went with Milo on the plane and then end up never coming back to New York. Yeah. And started my own thing out out here
0: We moved out of our apartment through FaceTime and we had to put our stuff in storage through FaceTime uh, in New York. New York. In yeah. in yeah. Our studio apartment and
1: we shipped out the car we didn't get to say goodbye to that studio we didn't apartment.
0: Get, yeah it's not like we did like a final walk through nothing yeah. like we kind of just like on facetime said yes no put it in storage yeah. can you try to ship that to us try to fit it in the car so we're thankful that we had you know my dad his brother and then our our friend anthony help in that process anthony,
1: yeah anthony yeah, the owner the yeah. owner of the building
0: yeah so and
1: we shipped the car out
0: we shipped the car out and it was packed to the like Anthony brim. did an amazing yeah. job
1: With that Thank you he, again bro
0: Yeah right Cause he He put He put a whole TV In there He put, Yeah
1: He's awesome Yeah man.
0: And It it was It was crazy Like it was just a hard move And it was It was at a time Where I'm like Oh I'm living out my dream But then we had all these Like parts That we had yeah. to like Situate And you know Nate getting adjusted To a whole new time zone So now new, I come to like, LA
1: Ree's working all day Her yeah. dreams have come true And I just lost my whole dream Right I just lost everything I worked for Yeah now coronavirus shuts down the gym now my gym is going out of business and i'm like now i'm stuck and Mm -hmm. now i had to practice everything i told her to do for herself i had to do for myself again all over and i'm like god why you keep challenging me like this
0: yeah it's like we're like a yin and yang no yeah but yin and yang but like you know that you know when you were a kid you go to the park and you'll get on that seesaw a seesaw yeah a seesaw so i feel like our relationship has been like a seesaw like it's like one is doing good the other one is like here then it goes boom and then until eventually we're gonna be leveled out, and we're both just gonna be like living our dreams crazy
1: at that time um i'm not making nowhere near as much as money as Mm -hmm. i was making and guess who was providing for us Mm how scary yeah right and you see how it switched right so um from there i was like okay i think i'm gonna stay in la mm-hmm. we decided to stay in la quarantine hit after quarantine hits i had a vision of us me opening up a gym mm-hmm. uh so we got a house and with a uh a guest house slash garage yeah. that was separated from the gym we opened up the gym um mm-hmm. i mean we got we got proof for a house in a beautiful neighborhood in los yeah. angeles and then um and and you helped raise money for me to start my gym up yeah um we you want to raise 10,000 dollars in 30 days and you raise like thirteen, fourteen thousand 14,000 in 7 hours. In, yeah. so recent uh we <laughs> raised money happened. from my clients yeah, that yeah, I worked with. Thank you to with.
0: everyone again who donated cuz
1: yeah. Uh, it's crazy. So we wanted to raise money and she sent it to the clients that I worked with previously mm-hmm. in New York and they believed in me so much mm-hmm. and they got love for me to the point where only like only like it only took like eight clients to make 10,000, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it was yeah. a fast turnaround. Uh, I built a gym in Woodland. Oh man. I'm going to take that out. I don't want people knowing where I live. Oh. So I end up building a gym um, in Los Angeles in our house. Then we turned this room. If you're watching this on YouTube, this is our office where we record
0: yeah. so like we live in a three bedroom house now and one of the bedrooms we dedicated to an office space for Nate because he creates podcasts he does you know uh, videos he trains clients still on zoom and so we we set it up with a desk like if you saw our previous in, in our other apartment we had a two bedroom apartment yeah, and one of the rooms was an where office, was an office yeah. so we just kind of
2: put Converted that this. here yeah.
0: yeah Um, and now we, we also have a guest room for like when family and friends come over yeah and and then we have our bedroom and and we have a detached garage which is like really lovely because it's like fully equipped with like anything
1: we made it into a gym I, if yeah I, I'll, if i remember i'll put it on the youtube as yeah. we're speaking but we're gonna make a whole on my youtube channel I'll have that yeah. i made it a, a boutique studio yeah. gym where like uh naomi osaka come, came a couple times and yeah. my you know because i work with corday the rapper and a whole bunch of other yeah. celebrities like and actors. My
0: my acting friends now train with uh Now train with Jim.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Now train with Dream Fit. <laughs> so with
0: Dream, I was like, I met like now train at the gym with Nate. Um, which is really lovely. It's like we we're creating a community here and and yeah, my growing business and we're still yeah, and his Dream business Fit is taking off. off yeah, and now we're we're at a place where you know we're not the richest. Either still, but we're not like struggling day to day as we once were. Like now we have a better balance on, you know, where to spend our money, yeah. you know, what, what, you know, just yeah. We, we,
1: we are still grinding and educating yeah. ourselves and on th- finances and investments yeah. and things like that. And the like crazy that.
0: thing is that, like, I feel like some people will be like, well, you should be satisfied already. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like s- yeah. us, yeah, I, yeah. I'm never gonna be satisfied. Never. I I want more, not to be greedy, but I want more because I want to do more. Legacy. Yeah.
1: Legacy. We have to leave a legacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so let's get to some questions that we have. Yeah. All right guys, so we have some questions that um <laughs> we put on Instagram that we're going to do this podcast and we we picked a couple questions for Reed to answer at the end of this podcast. Yeah. All right? So the first question is um how do you guys dedicate time for each other when the schedule is hectic?
0: Mm. That's a really great question. Um Everything right now, we're you know, in our relationship, we're always learning and growing and and figuring out new ways on how to do things. And, you know, with every because in our careers, it's not like we have a set schedule uh, every day, a regular nine to five. So depending on what the day is looking like, we work around that and we try to find ways to like, you know, make time for each other or maybe have like dinner. Like I remember expressing tonight, not so long ago, like, Hey, you're always working, which is fine. But we need to have time to eat dinner together. Like that's one of my things I wanted to do, and he made time for us to eat dinner. And you know, it wasn't like an every night thing, but there was an effort being put for us to eat dinner. And uh, we try to do things on the weekends too. Like he's yeah. taking Sunday off. Like he strictly Sunday. He doesn't take on any clients. He doesn't do anything on Sundays. That's kind of like our day, our decompressing day, decompressing day. Um, we just chill, we relax, and we spend time with each other. We spend time with the dogs. Yeah. Um. And it's just a little thing so that it, at the end of like a week, we're like, oh, we did a lot of things together. Yeah,
1: yeah. we definitely, um, one of the things that um, we, we, you know, as we said, is that we'll have something planned sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then boom, like our accountant will call or mm-hmm. her agent will call or a lawyer will call. And it's like business time when we went to get into a time of relaxation. So mm-hmm. but what we did is and I the things that we do that really work and that we love to do is we love to go food shopping together. You know, yeah. we food shop a lot together. Like we eat really healthy. Yeah. Um I try to get and train with her as much as I can. Right now we is in a position where she's getting ready for uh season two. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't really allowed to do so much projects. So she was home a little more and I was working a little more and I work from home. Mm-hmm. I got the gym in the backyard. So um it was it's really challenging, but the 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 it's gonna flip over when she goes back to set, and she's really busy. Mm-hmm. So we created these little laws that we do to make sure we spend time with each other. Um, and Ree was really big on like, yo, you're gonna start eating dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, don't make no plans yeah. at this time. You're gonna eat dinner with me, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. make I'll make that happen because I as an entrepreneur i'm always trying to like work yeah. work, and sometimes my work ethic he's is over everything. the everything
0: like you know he's his customer service he's his accountant accountant he's Marketer. The, the face of it the marketing yeah so he's everything unlike me i kind of have help on this end because i i don't own peacock like you know they have people that help them and work for them I, i'm just the actor and i provide a service yeah. um but also what we do is We find a really good show to watch, and I think during that that. (laughs) during that time we're like we've binged so many shows. So if you have any show recommendations, please give it to us and let us know. Um, But we do find we try to find like a good show or a good movie every night. And that's kind of like our time. That's every we night watch we, it.
1: We, we watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every night we do that. And another thing we started to do too is we make sure that like today, for an example, when we're done with this, we're most likely going to go for an hour walk with mm-hmm. the dogs. We got two puppies. So we take them on an hour walk. So we do in our walk we we find um as much as we can um and then with like she said sundays is the day that mm-hmm. i shut everything down to the point where i don't want like, to do anything business wise like even text messages mm-hmm. as much as you know i can afford to like as far as like i don't want to overwhelm myself on monday yeah. morning with so many text messages but um so yeah that's how we make time for each other we watch yeah. shows sundays are our day and even when acting is back on Sundays is off and now yeah. usually she's gonna have to get ready and study on Sundays yeah. but we'll make sure we'll make time for each other yeah
0: so that that's what I'm saying like once once I start work back up again we're gonna find a different way on what kind of routine would work for us and, and exactly. keep adjusting and you know if you have a career similar to ours or if you're just entrepreneurs you're just gonna have to find ways constantly on how to make time for each other
1: yeah so and it's about the, and you gotta understand everything is seasonal right so it's like we just had COVID and there was times where we had two months straight with each other every yeah. day. Then there were times <laughs> where we were grinding for two months straight. Yeah. So it all changes, but just understand that, you know, there's gonna be time, times where you're not gonna have that much time with each other and you're gonna have to make something, you know, look forward to something. Mm-hmm. So I, I know like after she's done filming the season two, I want to do like a little vacation. Like, yeah. a, you know, we were supposed to do that. When she was done with uh, season one, we wanted to go to Hawaii for a week and that's when COVID hit and that you know and they, everything it, the world got shut yeah, down and we you couldn't already do know it, the rest but, of that story um, alright what's the next couple questions for you
0: oh yes sir let me ask. I
1: saw what's your height what's your height
0: how tall are you I like to believe I'm 5'3 she's 5'2 I say I'm 5'3 in auditions
1: okay I and- am <laughs>
0: depending on what kind of shoes I got I can be 5'3 what's your favorite song my favorite song I don't know if I have a, a the favorite like number one song but um top five is manifest by russ i knew it i was about to say
1: <laughs> we used to listen to that song before we manifested anything.
0: all the freaking time and then mm-hmm. i would say hold on because I, I have i have a lot of good songs hold on. i have a whole playlist it's called haskiri's playlist on spotify i think it's public so if you go on there you're gonna be going through an emotional roller coaster you're gonna be hyped and sad then go back to the 80s um what other song? Anything Pink. I love Pink. Yeah, Pink. Um, pink is just a really dope artist. She's, like, we watched the documentary not so long ago, and it was so good. She's just, she's so great. She has a great singing voice. Um, okay, and then somebody said, what is your ethnicity? I am Dominican and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Nate, just to clarify this, because Nate is not Latino. Okay? He is not yeah. Hispanic. Just to kind of clarify that and, you know, clear the air with that stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm biracial. My father's a black man. Yeah. Ancestor's from Africa. My mom is a white woman. Yeah. Ancestor's from
0: Europe. Europe. <laughs> you said I'm it British.
1: Like- <laughs> um, I'm British. My mom's British, Irish, German, Italian, and French. My dad is black, yeah. African-American. So Crazy. And I got the last name Ortiz because that was my mother's married name. And when I was born, my mom still had her married name, yeah, from her previous relationship. I will the be morning. changing my last name to Turner this year, before I pu- publish any books and stuff. So yeah, all right. Um, is that and, you got another question? Uh,
0: yeah, but this you is regarding ahead. the show. Says, what are your fave uh, ships or relationships, friendships on Saved by the Bell? Um, that's a good one. I I think one of my favorite like relationships on Saved by the Bell is me and Josie. Daisy yeah. and Lexi, because they're completely opposite of each other. Yeah. And like, Daisy wants to help Lexi so much all the time that she's always like, regardless of how Lexi responds to her, like, oh, you're you're so dumb. That's not a great idea. Daisy knows she's that Lexi is going to come around eventually and be like, okay, let's do your idea. Um, and it's just funny to watch kind of like that dynamic, like even no matter how many no's she gets from Lexi, I'm always there like, I got an idea, pick me, choose me
2: yeah i so like it's that kinda,
0: it's kind of fun it's just to see play the opposites and it's fun to see like um if we ever do kind of change roles of like me kind of telling her no and her kind of accepting that it'll be fun to see that so yeah. i think i think i like that relationship a lot
1: yeah. awesome all right well what a great podcast this was thank you what do you think
0: <laughs> i think it, it was, was good. it was amazing i'm so hard on myself i feel like maybe we could do another one and have people ask us. i don't know oh, yeah, what we'll do you guys want to know more of there's so many things that we didn't mention because i mean it can be like oh, oh i mean it's, this our, podcast it's my whole is life two hours
1: know? this yeah. podcast would have been like four hours if we would have went deeper to a lot of things you know yeah. like but it's it's okay it's all about outlining as yeah. much as we can so we can motivate the listener yeah to follow their dream and yeah. encourage their loved ones to follow their dream as well yeah. you know it's true um go ahead.
0: yeah i was gonna say. Just to kind of recap everything is sacrificing you know surrounding yourself with the like minded people people who are gonna uplift you and support you and people who are gonna believe in you um and just also believing in yourself f- first and foremost, you know because if you don't believe in yourself, then you're just how are you gonna make it out you yeah. know you gotta yeah. have that strong belief within yourself and educate yourself and invest in yourself as you guys heard we've you know used up our last bit of everything money Money. sometimes and you know we picked and choose like what we you know do we want to go out or do we want to sacrifice and and work towards our dreams and it was always our dreams and now look where we're at now and everything is paying off and it may not pay off within the first month within the first year within the first two years but you have to like believe that it will eventually yeah
1: yeah 100 have faith have faith all right guys there you have it before you guys log off or go to the next episode please leave a review on whatever mm-hmm. platform you're using so we can get this podcast give me out five there.
0: stars mother just kidding
1: <laughs> so we can get more people uh to come on to be great with me yeah. and listen because these podcasts are meant to inspire you yeah. and motivate you to become the best version of yourself mm-hmm. Um, You can also share this episode with a friend or family member that you think that needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, please take the time to subscribe, um, leave a comment uh, below. And for those that are listening and watching the podcast, you can send me an email at begreatwithnate at gmail.com to be able to ask any questions you may have. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, my lovely guest thank um, you you did an amazing and, job and
0: just to clarify be great with nate with the h at the end because I. Know yeah yeah okay. with
1: gmail yeah my instagram is be great with w-i-t nate because i can't get the h because yeah. someone's using it yeah
0: we should all spam that account right you. no i'm just kidding right uh, okay yeah thank you for having me it was really fun i would love to hear everyone's feedback if y'all enjoyed this episode where can if people wanna... find you oh yeah um you can find me on Instagram at haskiri h a s k i r i, or you can find me on Twitter at haskiri underscore, or you Wh- can. Where can they
1: find "Saved by the Bell"?
0: And you can, yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. And you can, jeez, give me a second. I bet, my No, it's okay. And you can also catch uh, season one of "Saved by the Bell" on Peacock. The Peacock TV app. You can get it on Roku, or you can get it on your phone. Um, and you can watch all 10 episodes. I play Daisy Jimenez, and it's a great, great show. It's a, such a diverse cast, and it's comedy, but it also you know, talks about topics that we're facing in today's world. Um, but it's still lighthearted. It's fresh. And, um, yeah, give it a try, and, and let me know what you guys think.
1: Rotten Tomato Award coming. Yeah,
0: we got the Potential Rotten Tomato. Potential Emmy coming. Potential Emmy, yeah. let manifest that. Mm-hmm. And maybe by the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be June and... Um, a magazine should be coming out with me featured in it, which yeah, is also Yeah, this episode really cool. will be
1: before that. What uh, what magazine is that? Well, Can you say?
0: It? Well, no, because I have to wait for it to come out. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, why cool. I said maybe it's there's a magazine coming out where I'm going to be featured in it. Yeah, you'll see it, her, her is, in magazine. Which is really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, This episode will be out in the first week of June, yeah, and without a doubt.
0: And I just kind of want to highlight that, like, it's so crazy. It still, to me, is so crazy that I've, I went through periods of time where I didn't get no auditions and I didn't get anything and I would dream to be here. And now that I'm here, I'm like, it's, it's just, I can't believe it. Like I could believe it, but I can't believe it. So it's possible for anyone and everyone. Yeah.
1: There you go. Have faith. Yeah. Manifest. Think and grow rich. Read it. And this Watch is, videos. Listen to podcasts like this. Keep going. Don't this, give up. And before we end this, we're going to do ASMR.
0: This is us educating ourselves. That's the books. What are the you pages. doing? Right That's now. the pages turning of education.
1: This girl's crazy, bro. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, I'll see you next time.
2: Peace.